Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the Big Thing Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. Bob, the government doesn't want you to know that you can watch Barbara Westchester right now on YouTube. Do they have playsets and toys I could buy, too? Chris Wolfhard. Wowie, zowie. And Dr. Agro. But the very hungry corporation was still hungry. <laughs> You're on Gigaboots. I don't think he'll ever be satisfied. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to want to buy Activision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I hope when I go to this next screen, nothing bad happens. Nothing bad happened yet. Okay. That's good. Hey, Bob, how's it going? It's fine. We played 12 video games over the last week, and that doesn't even include the Steam Next Fest shit. Or anything I played on my own. We're not starting with our segment. We're starting with Agro's. Hey, Agro. Hey, Dan. What you been playing? Uh, well, after it became noon on October the 19th, uh, I finally got to play the seventh guest. Ooh. Seventh guest VR. Yeah. Yes. How's how is it? Uh apparently a lot better than it was for uh review editions. I heard there were some pretty bad bugs early on that got patched out. I am based on room count, I think like halfway through after playing for like three hours. Okay. That's... I assume there's seven rooms because seven guests, right? <laughs> there are more. There are three floors in this house. <laughs> I am really fascinated to because I never played this uh, growing up. I, I had seen the box around. I, I'd always heard it was great, but I just never got around to it. And I'm fascinated to go back and see how this was translated from a 90s point and click adventure. Yeah, same. I, I didn't play the original 90s point and click adventure. I just know of it. It is speak, spoken of as a respectable one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually seen it. It all. It was like I feel like it was primarily pushed as like the PC one, right? This is your PC CD game. Mm. And since I did not have a PC with a CD drive at that point, uh, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." But I have a Sega CD, and I don't even know if it's on that. I feel like it should be, right? Because it's it's a CD. It's CDs in the title of the the console. <laughs> so, what is the seventh guest VR? It's a puzzle game, basically. Uh, you go room to room, and like you solve it one room at a time, and then you get a little bit more of the story. It's uh, very effectively moody and atmospheric. You're in this broken-down old mansion, but you've got this spirit lantern that you hold with your skeleton hands. Ooh! <laughs> Wait. Everywhere you shine the beam, it uh, like the mansion remembers, so you see it how it looked back in the day, and everything's not fucked up anymore. And oh, that's awesome. So yeah, are you dead? Neat. You are two ghost hands. Like, you you can see ghostly flesh over skeleton bones, and that's it. That's all you got. All right. Lord knows why you had to row a boat up to the house. I'm assuming that will never be explained. Cursed pirate. Got it. <laughs> but basically, uh, an insane toy inventor invented six people 
to his house one night, uh, clue style, and gave them a bunch of riddles and said, whoever solves all the puzzles gets their heart's wildest desire. And then shit starts happening. And there was a seventh guest. Oh my God. Was he the killer all along? I have no idea. <laughs> Do you get a different ending based on which theater you're in? <laughs> is someone mysteriously lying on the floor we also assume is dead, but isn't? You know, I haven't run into that yet, and I keep waiting for it. What there is, though, uh, which I found was really cool, uh, all around the mansion there are coins just scattered, like in drawers or on tables, and if you find them, you can use them to buy hints. Ooh. Okay, that's yeah. cool. It's yeah. a really interesting system. That's a good system for a point-and-click style VR game. Yeah, like 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 I said, your right hand's got the spirit lantern. You pull up your left hand, it's got the map, which has like a Ouija board triangle on it that you use to either select from rooms or, you know, hit menu options, or that's how you activate the help. So you've got to hold up your left thing, grab a thing with your right hand, drag it over here, and select hint. I love hints that are buried in menus, so they're <laughs> hard to get. Unlike the verbal callouts, which will not shut the fuck up. <laughs> What? what do you mean there are verbal call-outs in the seventh guest VR? Well, because you're you're following around like the ghost of events that happens. So you mm -hmm. go into somebody's room and you know they, they you hear the ambient monologue of that person talking to themselves. No, that's really cool. But then you stand in front of a puzzle and start fucking with them. They're like, I think I need to get all of these things in this order so the puzzle will solve. I'm like, <laughs> yes, thank you, you son of a bitch. I messed it up once. I'm trying again. Go away. <laughs> Have you tried showing your act at this part? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, it. It's not great. Like they don't give away the puzzle, but they they do like make you feel like an idiot, and that hurts me inside. <laughs> I don't like it when games bully me emotionally, only with stats. <laughs> it's also a little. It, it's a little finicky on grabbing stuff with your hands, and there's a lot of puzzles where like you. This is the first game I played since Zero Dawn, where it does the full. Uh, manipulate individual fingers thing mm. uh, and you kind of need to do that to hit very small buttons from a perfectly vertical angle without hitting other buttons and sometimes that's hit or miss and you fuck up the whole calculator puzzle and have to start it over yeah that seems like something you wouldn't want in a game like that yeah so some of the hit detection is finicky um but, I mean, the atmosphere is great. I've loved it so far. Some of the puzzles have been really cool. Uh, like one where you move some bookcases. I don't want to spoil it, but when you get there, you'll know. Mm. Uh, so I guess really I'm just waiting to see how this whole thing ends. Or if there's just this one puzzle that I'm going to Google and find forums from like the 90s that are like, yeah, fuck this puzzle, fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> the best game facts threads. Fuck this puzzle. Fuck this game. Uh, weirdly enough, uh, I also got a code for the seventh guest VR. Um, hearing Agro describe the game as maybe a little rough in the pre-launch state. Uh -huh. I'm glad this happened, but coincidentally, I had I I didn't know that code arrived until it was a little too late, so I didn't get to play it for today because you know we. We have played twelve video games and beaten <laughs> them all in the last week. And by week, I mean six days. Right. And 11 of those are in two sittings. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about the seventh guest VR? 
I just wanted to reiterate, who the fuck launches a game at noon? I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. That's also something I saw on Steam more often than anywhere else. That's true. I did see that on Steam. Maybe they're trying to match it with the PC release. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, that is how I found out when it was launching. Because all the the Sony stuff said was, you know, October 19th. So I'm like, where's my game? And I go to Steam and it's like, (laughs) this game's launching in four hours. I'm like, thank you. Thank you, store that has a useful function. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, we pay for the premium quality of the PlayStation Network. (laughs) (laughs) We sure fucking do. (laughs) (laughs) Did you play anything else in the last week? Uh, I mean, I've, I've been... I've been trying my best to shotgun down Trails of Cold Steel so I can get this mind virus out of my life. Uh, But I haven't quite accomplished it yet. Uh, Also, somebody, not naming any names here, might have made me play Ratchet Deadlocked. (laughs) Who would do that, Bob? You you say that's a mind virus, but you have 400 (laughs) additional hours of mind virus after you get through the first game. (laughs) So it's endemic now. It's the fucking digging the tunnel underground meme where there's supposed to be gold right beyond it. It's just another opening to a tunnel that goes deeper. <laughs> it's just the main character, Reen's face, like, tiled. <laughs> just a micro tile like it's the Florida Super Nintendo RPG. It's just fucking... But, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, we played the PS3 version of Ratchet Deadlocked right? on Friday's stream. So, uh, um, so <laughs> I had only played the opening before years ago mm-hmm. when we talked about doing the stream with Agro, and um, the opening has a lot of cutscenes and the story moves at all. Yeah, I didn't expect the, the story opening... to kind of not do anything from there. It might fool you into thinking this is a regular Ratchet and Clank game in some ways, but with a different setting and a different like content focus. Right, that's what I assumed. It was really weird when we barely got the stream started. I think it was an hour in. We started hitting really blatantly multiplayer levels like in um, Ratchet 3. Uh-huh. Because the third Ratchet game added multiplayer. So a lot of the campaign is playing those multiplayer levels as structured as a single player level. But it's even weirder than that because they're micro sliced into PSP game size like mini levels. Yeah, you get to the end of a hallway and then they'll be like, oh, you beat the level. And then you re- you load up the next level. It's like the other side of the hallway. It's like a what yeah. behind one impassable door. But the weirdest part is it's not even like a hallway. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's not it's, an interior environment. No, it's usually it's, like you're walking down a path next to a mountain or something. And then it's like, good job. You did it, Ratchet. It's like, I did what? What did we do? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I was in the middle of fighting the last three enemies. Why is the level over? <laughs> <laughs> right? You, you don't even finish killing them. Yeah, in a way, it feels like the Lords of Shadow blare the theme. The level is over. Um, but, you know, not quite that extreme. No. Not, or funny, frankly, <laughs> because, man, was that hilarious. Every time Gabriel's just like, I'm going to whip up to this. And then he just barely leaves the screen at all. <laughs> like, maybe not even completely. And they blare the theme and you're now trapped in a book visually. Uh, Ratchet Deadlocked. Its soundtrack is like someone was like, hey, the Matrix is cool. Mm hmm. Have you heard of that genre of music that the Matrix would play? 
And I'm like, okay, that's the whole thing. It's like a, most of it's propeller heads, but other other parts, you know, edge a little bit into the Power Man 5000 vibes. You you get you get that sort of thing for the entire soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's pretty it's pretty thin. It doesn't have a lot of dyna, uh, dynamic elements to it. Not a lot of variety. And as I said, the story just sort of parks. Imagine imagine an entire video game. You know how Duke Nukem's just like, I'm going to rip your head off and shit down your neck. But it's like the the insults and threats aren't that funny or extreme. So it's just two guys the entire game. Hey, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm, right? I'm, it's not even like one of them's the good guy. The other one's the villain. Because Ratchet's like, oh, man, when I'm done completely voluntarily participating in this death game, I'm going to have a moral problem with it. <laughs> yep. So that's that's the plot. He had the bomb in his neck. He had to do it. Yeah, he didn't care. <laughs> it's true. It's like, oh no, there's a bomb. Let's go fucking kill people. Yeah, it's like, what? What? what you mean I get attention? I get. <laughs> yeah, this was the return of Ratchet One. Ratchet, in some ways, a little bit. <laughs> Look at how pointy yeah, you, my fingers are. <laughs> you, you think about how this is just like Ratchet Deadlocked, Dreadlocked is just like exactly that futurama episode where bender gets into robot wrestling except not nearly as good as that episode of futurama (laughs) no but now i am (laughs) now i'm thinking about that comparison yeah i think i somehow missed that episode of futurama oh oh it's it's a winner it's pretty good yeah not surprising i've most futurama that era is good i'm sorry bob you have to watch the latest season first oh Nobody oh. should watch that. <laughs> it it I imagine it is literally just what Simpsons is now. Okay, hey now. <sighs> there have been enough for close. seasons. It's pretty close. Everybody needs to stop asking for these funny cartoons to come back because it's always fucking pet cemetery shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you're saying you want King of the Hill to come back? Is that what I'm hearing? Not anymore. I would have been okay with that, but then Dale Gribble's voice actor passed. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, there's no point anymore. Wasn't he also a bit one of the writers? I don't know. Maybe I, I'm wrong. I don't know. I thought he was. But yeah, I was gonna say, Bob, the gun to your head. Uh-huh. You have to watch an episode of the latest season of Simpsons or Futurama. Which do you choose? Futurama. I've seen where Simpson is. It's like the bottom of the barrel. It really is. I I honestly am shocked that, like, I'm pretty sure I looked it up. It, the The episode we saw where it was like Lisa starts a podcast somehow didn't get a one on IMDb, and I'm like, <laughs> that's incorrect. That should have been a one. There's no world in which this is any number above five, because it was like a six or something. It should have been a one. That was a terrible episode. That that episode. That episode is as fucking... Okay. Imagine South Park during its we're going to be really mean to family guy era Mm -hmm. was its absolute full meanness and made a whole episode. That's how bad that Simpsons episode is. It is the cynical joke of what you think the other comedy show is. Uh Uh-huh. I keep seeing people chat saying Simpsons recovered. Just like I don't believe it for a second. I mean, I, I, I saw someone in a chat that. saying YouTube you know, told them Simpsons has recovered, which every, is a very every, different sentence. Every single time, every fucking single time, some YouTube guy puts out a video about that, which is like every five years, and they're always wrong. Right. Um, 
the end is like, it's as good as it was in season 16. And it's like, guys, that's still eight years past when any normal human being should watch The Simpsons. Right. Like one, like two to nine. Those are your seasons. And a lot of people say no to nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I know that it got bad before the movie came out and the movie was good. And then it was right back being bad again. That's what I hear. It, 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 it turned off like a light switch after like season nine. Season nine is buoyed because a lot of the episodes were written for season eight. Yeah, okay. Huh. Neat. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so nine is like a little bit of a dip, but still good. And then as soon as you get to 10, it's just like pulse, pulse dies. And I, I looked it up while we were talking. Johnny Hardwick, the voice of Dale Gribble, was producer, supervising producer, consulting producer, writer, and story editor on King of the Hill. Yeah, I thought he was a really so big role. So you're saying he's easily replaceable? So just, so just cancel that prod. Just cancel that reboot. Just cancel that continuation. Don't Wait, don't did they that. actually threaten that? Yeah. No, it's confirmed. I was making a joke about what would obviously be a bad idea. I somehow no, forgot don't do that. they were. No. Capitalism Ooh. makes that real. You'll collapse the waveform. Hulu picked it up in January. Okay. Um, Ratchet <laughs> Deadlocked has a bunch of modifiers for the gun, and that's cool. Yeah, the, the gun level up system's great in that game. We're going to need yeah. a sequel to Rift Apart that's just very arena-focused and like has the arenas as I know them in Coen Commando and Up Your Arsenal not deadlocked which is like worse <laughs> but as the scorpion whip right that thing is terrifying i want ratchet to be a belmont the the surprising thing is this is the arena game but it doesn't feel like the arena is is as fleshed out as it is another game yeah which because I didn't expect because that's the thing you expect it's the arena game but very few things are just arena they're actually the multiplayer levels for three right it's actually just here go walk around a level or do a weird mini game like a lot of things like driving a tank a spider tank or not driving or not. as the game just walks you around the level <laughs> and you get to aim the turret and nothing else, which looks identical. So as the person not playing, I have to be like, is that, are you, are you moving? Are you driving like that? <laughs> are you in control? Do you think you're control? What's the last thing you wanted to do before you die? I say it's the spider take walks off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, from the modifier angle and that other stuff, it's really neat. And these are things that didn't really come back. So right. it would have been super cool to see that happen at some point. Yeah, because you can even, like, you get modifiers for different guns and can mix and match them among your guns. So mm -hmm. you, once you get the gun to, like, level 10, it'll unlock an XP modifier to make you get more XP with that gun. You can take it off of the gun that has the level 10, put it on, a, like, a level 5 gun, and it'll level up super fast. Wow, that sounds like the really great game I played last week, Silent Hope, where you get equipment <laughs> to help you grind the next character insanely fast. Yeah, it turns out... Turns I out that's one of the best ideas ever! Mm -hmm. Everyone should do it! It's almost like the entire Disgaea franchise is built on this. <laughs> Brain spiders? Brain spiders. <laughs> All the way down? <laughs> I honestly, from that little bit I played three years ago, when we weirdly enough did Ra uh, Cl Ratchet and Clanktober uh -huh. in October of 2020, I told myself, like, based on this sample, this is actually really good ratchet game and it may be better than one it might be like the second worst on the ps2 which is to say the third best right 
I don't feel that way having seen the entire game now. I kind of feel like there's more value going and playing one. Yeah, like one controls worth, sure. But, it does. But it's a much more interesting game. Right. There's a plot there. There's a plumber. Yes. <laughs> and Ratchet's insane. You play, right? And Ratchet's fucking deranged. <laughs> You play one, and then you get to play the movie reboot version of one, mm-hmm. and then you get to have an opinion. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Don't you love having opinions? That feels so self-important and warm. Mm. During this process, I found out the first playthrough of us playing the movie reboot remake of Ratchet 1. Uh-huh. That stream is literally nowhere and never has been, because <laughs> we went straight from a different Ratchet game into that Ratchet game. Apparently, we did a gig of boots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, something that surprised me is that Deadlock starts with characters in cutscenes from three. Like it has a direct yeah. connection there, mm-hmm. which I didn't mm-hmm. expect. After that, we never see like that. I guess she's a president of the planet. She's she's president something of the galaxy. I don't something. Know. It's, it's not that. Important yeah, but, but we never but, see her again. But yeah, she was a member of like your elite squad. Right. In three. Your kill team. <laughs> Pratchett would be on a kill team. Absolutely. He would love to be on a kill team, rather, I think, is the important thing. Uh, to, to, to finish what I was saying, though. Um, so um, after we move, I will be digging through hard drives to see if I have a, a recording anywhere of that first playthrough. <laughs> uh, as of right now, that shit's in storage. I ain't, I ain't pulling that hard drive out in order to check it. That ain't happening. Right. It should be moving, not VOD management. Um, did you have anything else you want to say about Ratchet Deadlock? And while you ponder that, uh, we had a pizza. Oh, God, Ooh, we did. We, we certainly did. We, we did. Had, we had the tie-dye pizza. You know when you go to a gas station, there's gasoline on the ground, and it has that nice rainbow sheen to it? So that pizza looked like that. <laughs> and that is an exaggeration. It had a metallic look to it. As Agro said, you know, human evolution drives our instincts to avoid things that look like this pizza. Right. Because it's poison. (laughs) But it ended up being fine. It just looked insane. It literally tasted perfectly normal. Yeah. And then it didn't even have, like, bad side effects. Yeah, no, no, no crunch either. No crunch, no textural difference, no taste difference, and no after effects. Right. But it looked really trippy. It was the tie-dye pizza. From, um, from Hungry Howie's. From Hungry they, ha- they mean their shit wasn't weird colors. Oh, I figured the audience would get it. If they didn't get it, uh, then they should drink some more game fuel. <laughs> yes. Just get a whole case of it. Yeah. Can you know, you it's coming back in November. Huh? Is it? Yeah, yeah. it is. They're it- doing a Halo one. It was sad. They tried to do the hypest trailer. They had the original Halo game fuel for Halo 3, and then they shake the can and it transforms into the Halo Infinite game yeah, fuel. Yeah, um, Microsoft, you have to actually release a Halo game to do this. The biggest update ever for Halo Infinite doesn't fucking count. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, there are rim jobs now. Please buy game fuel. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> they, um... The marketing department just went, okay, you're going to support this game forever, right? And they said, yeah, yeah, of course. You promise? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, then we're going to set up a fucking soda next year. Okay. (laughs) 
Halo Infinite was supposed to launch even a year before it did. Right. It was supposed to come out with the console in 2020. So three years after, they're still doing deals because it's the infinite game and everything will go fine. It's so stupid. They got to place these orders way in advance. But I feel like if anyone at Microsoft had any level of oversight, uh-huh. they would have known at latest. Like, at, you should have known for certainty in June. And I find it hard to believe you you reserved this slot any sooner than like June, May. And I would have known way before a year ago. Yeah, it, I feel like the, the slot reservation for this interesting can't be that strict. They did it they, previously. Every one of these was timed with something. Oh, yeah. No, they have, that's, <laughs> they have to line that up in advance, though. Right. Because, you know, they, they can't do more than one deal at a time. Right. So it's strict in as much as you got to pre-order that slot for Mountain Dew months in advance. Absolutely. But I don't know about a fucking year in advance. And even if it was, you should have known. <sighs> I know. And I'm not even at 343 to see the fire. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um... They, I thought you were going to bring up, they did a Halo Infinite Game Fuel in 2020. Did they? Yeah. They didn't even put a different can out. They, there was a Halo Infinite drink. Maybe it was Monster. Maybe it was Monster. It may have been okay. Monster. It was like, in 2020 to go with the launch of Halo Infinite that was supposed to happen. Uh-huh. I remember there being something along with that, but I don't think it was a Game Fuel. It may have been a monster. They're they're basically branding wise the exact same thing. Yeah. Um. Effectively a different thing. Chat's theorizing it was Rockstar. Okay. That would explain why it didn't even. Well, I mean, I didn't buy it because I was fucking upset that there was no goddamn. Uh, another person in chat says Doritos. None of this matters. Right. It's all basically the same thing in culture. Uh. Did Def Keeley promote it? <laughs> Def Keeley, the known rapper. Um. <laughs> No, unfortunately, he 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 stepped out of the papacy years ago. Um, but yeah, anything else to say about Ratchet Deadlock? I no. mean, you and Agro mostly played it. Yeah. In Did, fact, I don't think I touched the controller. Impressive. No. Yeah. 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 There was a whole bit of Bob was going to hand me the controller, and I'm like, "There you go, Agro." And then he played it for hours, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is, this bit like, evolved in a weird way." Okay, cool. Play a ratchet game. Okay. Haha, <laughs> 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 you're so owned. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad I was right about that game being bad for years, and with no actual firsthand experience of it. Like I wasn't right; I just happened to be correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does it's... suck how much cool stuff there is trapped in there. Mm-hmm. And like, if you played that game when it came out and you liked that game, understandable. Yeah. There's enough cool shit in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, okay. It just isn't a good Ratchet game. Like, it has a lot of neat things, but it's not some incredible game. I, I honestly think they should revisit that structure again mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Just, just just be like, oh, we just made the, the Coliseum the game. Have like, a, you don't even need a full Ratchet game's worth of like, story and cutscene. you need more than deadlock dad <laughs> but you don't need as many as like a full scale game i mean like, yeah, i feel we, like that'd be a great miles morales tier experience right like we've been asking for the miles morales ratchet game that is arena focused since rift apart came out and it's like <laughs> yep. what's what's going on over there guys what's that team working on if you say life service game i will come for you Jim Ryan. life service ratchet game 
Well, now it's gone because Bungie said no, and now it's gone. Exactly. That's why I would be that upset because it's like, oh, cool. They wasted three years. Anyway. I, I, I do wonder if we're going to get all these bizarre homunculi out of Sony. They're like, we converted the corpse of this service game into a single player game. Yeah. I remember when Agro was talking about that. I, that made my stomach turn. I just, mean, that's a, that that's allegedly what Just Cause Three was. Really? Because it was that it was the end of Seventh Gen when everybody was like, "Games are over." And if 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 you're if you're young and don't understand it, the end, Seventh Gen lasted so long and sales got so bad on these terrible consoles. A lot of people in the industry were like, I guess everything's going to mobile and these multiplayer things. There won't even be normal games anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, it did. Uh, but one of those things was Just Cause 3 was going to be a weird multiplayer thing because of the Just Cause 2 multiplayer mod being so popular. And then it's and then like sales on the new consoles came back. It's like, uh, turns out people want games again. Turns out people want games. They just don't want to use an entire system whose specs and operating system was designed in a pre-smartphone era. <laughs> oh, really? You didn't want to spend a whole minute booting your console, selecting the game, and beginning the executable? Mm -hmm. Really? You don't like when the game I... goes, we're going to install now, after you booted it? You don't Ooh. like Here's... when updates took literal, like... 10 plus minutes yeah a lot of the times 20 plus 30 plus because it's like oh my god these bandwidths are I, terrible i i need everybody to know dan was not using hyperbole the first iphone came out six months after the ps3 did yeah 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 you you don't understand how transformative the smartphone the the smartphone being invented is literally the most innovation and radically changing culture around a thing event in basically our lives since the very beginning because of home PCs and the internet. Yeah. That these are like the two major moments. I guess you could divide it into three. You could be like the home computer, which would be pre us because Apple two. Yeah, right. Right. That's before our time. And then internet and then smartphone. And I this I'm not saying this to bum you out. I don't think we're getting another one of those soon technology yeah it'll, Moore's it law to, got fucked right maybe in our lifetimes but not soon <laughs> yeah it, 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 it'd have to be something on the level of like yeah we can we can put you in the matrix i was gonna say but no elon musk is killing all those Reese's monkeys so we can live in the metaverse <laughs> um and you think everyone will fall for this or <laughs> These two events are related. <laughs> Look, the surgery to implant it at the base of your skull is so painless. It's no wonder I'm number one. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, no, what we would need is basically, you know, you remember that superconductor news where it was like room temperature and it works. Yes, we would need that. Uh, the only next closest thing is you know how everyone's trying to invent a new technology for rechargeable batteries that's mm -hmm. beyond lithium ion like these yeah. graphene batteries and we would need one of those to go and then we would get half one of those moments we would get a <laughs> half of that as we're just like oh shit look at this cars can like you know hold a charge for a really long time and mm -hmm. all this efficiency and blah 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 
portables and smartphones can now just really crank the energy up because right now the 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 way that the reason they are the way they are is because energy consumption you know yeah theoretically so anyway enough about that dan being the reverse version of youtube channel cold fusion <laughs> where cold fusion's like this is going to be the thing that changes all of our lives every six months <laughs> uh aggro you i feel like your statement you just made was your conclusive statement on ratchet deadlock pretty much bob yeah i don't really have any more to add like that's it's a neat game it's not bad it's just not a great ratchet game it's also not done yeah it's not done <laughs> Which makes sense. This is we we said it a lot during the stream, but we didn't say it for this. Mm -hmm. This is obviously the game they made because the PS3 was not going well. Right. Yeah. And this isn't speculation. Like that's on record. Mm -hmm. That is literally on record. This game was bashed out over a very short period of time because the PS3 was taking longer to come out and the games were taking longer to make than anyone had anticipated. You know, they were expecting it to take up that slot in like 2005. Reminder: Tools of Destruction came out in 2007. The time to triangle on the PS3 is a year. It takes a year to get a triangle, one, drawn on the screen. So anyway, um, that's where your Jack X combat racing, your Ratchet deadlocked, and your Sly 3, but that like seems like a natural thing compared to these other two projects. Right. Uh, that's where those come from. And uh, I mean, out of, out of three of those, I might think Sly 3 is the best game. Um but I really enjoy Jack X Combat Racing. Some of that's fueled by the fact the PS4 version runs a lot better. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's I, it, it's good. It's good to to play any game where you can push the boss out of bounds and it hard cuts to the cutscene of him he, dying. Yeah, no, <laughs> yes. that was amazing. That literally was the one moment since the Drown the Witch moment mm -hmm. that felt exactly like it in the best way possible. Because chat, in case you haven't seen our vod of Jack X Combat Racing. You're you're doing a race against the final boss. It's this whole thing that keeps going. Think wacky tune racers, right? But it's a combat race. And it's just you and them. And there's a jump three-fourths through this race or something. And you can just shove into the side of them in right before <laughs> midair, push them out of bounds, and it will just cut to the cutscene of them fucking dying. Amazing moment. <laughs> Amazing yeah, and not, and and they don't die by getting pushed out of bounds and hitting a wall and exploding. It's like their car just got hit by a missile. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Really good. Really good. Um. So yeah, for me, Sly Three and Ratchet or uh, Jack X Combat Racing are really the those are the two that came out pretty good. In fact, I was pretty. If I hadn't played Jack X Combat Racing, I wouldn't have had in the back of my mind a comparison point of fourth game or 2005 game the obligation to compare it against where i'm just like that game had a lot more cutscenes and a better story and it, it was really cool yeah do something it's like poke wrench at deadlock <laughs> but no like agar said i i can also imagine you had this when you were growing up you love it no it makes sense it's not a bad game. Insomniac was able to rest on the laurels, do something like this, where they didn't move the story forward much because they're like, "Yeah, we're independent. We get to keep making ratchet games." Mm -hmm. Whereas Jack, they they knew that it was over. <laughs> they're like, "This has got to be the wrap up for the whole timeline because we have to make Uncharted." 
Yeah, but I don't think that was a Sony order. I think that was Naughty Dog being like, well, we we abandoned our EP last time. Yeah, Let's probably. do it again so we can do what we think the PS3 is capable of. And they thought Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. which I get it. Yeah. Especially when you uh, <clears throat> had the early specs in mind for the PS3 where it's like <laughs> some God machine. Right. Jesus. Reminder, they were like, yeah, we're all going to need eight gigs in our development PCs because the, the, PS, the PS3 is going to have like four gigs or something. It's like it has an eighth of that. Yeah. 512 megabytes. That's five like four 12, gigs, right? 512 megabytes in two memory pools. So it's split memory <laughs> architecture. It's, it's terrible, terrible. I'm glad we're not there. Every person who's like, the PS3 was great and it was devs being lazy who, that's the only reason games didn't run. Uh, You're wrong. You're just objectively wrong. I would know. I was one of those people who believed that during that era and then I listened to enough devs and thought about it long enough to go, no, wait, they're... They're totally fucking right. This PS3 thing is not powerful enough. Right. Like, the cell's neat. Uh, That doesn't... There's a reason by the end of the generation, everyone's using the cell processor to do graphics to help the GPU. Mm -hmm. That's like half-formed, horrible fetus GPU compared to (laughs) the 360 one that came out a year sooner. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Ava. Hey. That's it for Ratchet Deadline. Yep. We played some other games. Just a couple. Yeah, not many. Not too many. I'll just write them all now. (laughs) One moment still writing. Yeah, we're going to be doing this for a while. Almost done. Uh Uh-huh. I'm almost there. Sure. Don't worry. I cut out all of the, like, commas and things. So we're good. Anyways... So we pl- we played some Castlevania games. You know, we're doing the classic Vania challenge as issued not to us personally, but just broadly. By <laughs> to Dot the Le- world. To the world. You saw the intro to Mega Man 6, right? Well, Dot Level is basically Mr. X with the hand over the globe and like, mm-hmm. I stole these gladiator robots. So we're doing the classic Vania challenge, which is a challenge where you beat one of the 14 classic Vania games. Uh, and you get a stamp of three different quality, three different colors for three different quality playthroughs. Either you just beat it, you beat it in one credit continue, one CC, meaning you didn't have to continue, or you beat it deathless. I did a one CC on Castlevania The Adventure, the horrible shambling corpse of a Game Boy game, because, man, Game Boy games are hard. Yeah. And then I did a one CC on, uh, or I did a normal playthrough. On Castlevania The Adventure 2, Belmont's Revenge. Great game. Uh, Castlevania Legends. Not a great game. God, that music. Yeah, that, I always forget how bad the music is in that one. I'm like, the music's bad, but it's okay. And it's like, you get back in the zone and you're like, it's not okay. It's not okay. No. It's not okay that I'm locked in playing this game while this terrible music plays. Yeah, the graphics are already bad. They're worse than the last game in the series that came out years earlier. Yeah, like five and, years earlier. Then the music is so much worse. It's unbelievable. It's tragic that Sonya Belmont gets trapped in that in a canceled Dreamcast game. Uh-huh. That would have been neat to just have even one more game. It's one okay. We can just pretend Carrie's a Belmont. Ooh. One moment, thinking about the timeline and genealogy, and I'm like, eh, it's got to be a percent, right? Something? I don't <laughs> uh, And then we also played Rondo Blood. Rondo Blood is a great game. Yeah. Absolutely. It's probably my favorite classic venue. 
That doesn't mean I'm good at it. So sorry to everyone who bet, bet that I was going to 1cc Rondo of Blood. That game's long as hell and hard. Yeah, there was a time where I got really good at that, but I, I could not go back and do it now. Absolutely not. Yeah, I Someday I need to go beat Rondo of Blood as Richter because I've never done that. I've only done it as, as Maria because she's baby mode. Uh-huh. She's baby. <laughs> yeah, she can fucking double jump, which is a pretty good fucking strong advantage in a classic vein. It sure fucking yes. is, because that second jump can even change direction in midair. Yeah, it's kind of ludicrous. I, I did laugh very hard at, at your prediction, Dan, which was Dan will beat this game deathless one CC eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I gave chat some clues, right? Mild clues. <laughs> That game is so good. I love Castlevania. For people who don't know, because it's been a while. It's been four years since we've done Castlevania. Mm -hmm. uh, I own every Castlevania except for the 68K version, which Ca Castlevania Chronicles, as known on the PS1. Um, Order of Shadows, which isn't real. That's not a real game. And the, and the arcade PCB for, oh, Haunted Castle and also the MSX game. And to some extent, I'm starting to, I'm starting to get crazy, Bob. Yeah. I'm starting to be like, I should, I should buy... I should buy some of those anyways, even Jesus. though I don't have an MSX. I should just, I buy just need to buy the Nokia phone with just... it installed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen to what you just said and tell me there isn't something very funny about that. There is something pretty funny about that. This is, this is my copy. <laughs> this is my copy of Order of Shadows. Do I have a PC Engine copy of Rondo? One might. I don't think so. I don't think I do. I think I just have Dracula X Chronicles. Yeah, they said they would release it again, and then, the and then they never did it. Yeah, Limited Run sure said some shit two years ago. And they've been yeah. radio silent on it since. Right, I, I even had the, the slightest thought of like, well, maybe they're lining it up with the Netflix show. And that didn't happen. No, yeah, that, that's true. I also, I think you floated that theory. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then, and then that like, didn't happen. <laughs> it just drawn Travolta that, around. Right? The fucking that time came and went. That fucking Rondo of Blood season is out. What the hell is going on? Uh but yeah, I love Castlevania. It was really neat playing those, even if those, you know, with Legends of the Adventure being in that marathon of four Castlevania games, it does end up a bit junky. Yeah. It was still a lot of fun. The adventure's funny, bad at least. It's super short, so it's like whatever. Who cares? I can, and I can actually enjoy a playthrough of the adventure, especially if I'm not trying to do it deathless. Uh huh. <laughs> I my heart goes out to anyone who tries to deathless the adventure because it runs so bad. Chat, you don't understand. You haven't seen the screen tearing and input dropping madness. The constant slow down pumping up and down madness that is Castlevania the Adventure. Seeing it even through a stream is one thing, playing it is another. Sometimes you can walk off an edge and if you, you stopped hitting the direction to move to the right on the frame that it realizes you're off the edge or some other frame thanks to the dropped inputs and slowdown, uh -huh. you will drop straight down. You will not have momentum and go off to the right to grab the rope. You will die in the tiniest nook between the rope and the wall. Yeah, you get Megman 1 physics. Absolute nightmare. I feel bad for anyone who's trying to deathless Castlevania the Adventure. Even still, uh, I enjoyed my time with that much more than Legends. Yeah. Legends is dumb. It's a dumb game. It's a shame Sonya's trapped in it. 
I'm looking forward to doing more classic vanias as part of the classic vania challenge. Unfortunately, I watched too many people play Castlevania 4 or spent too much time ruminating on Castlevania 4, I suppose. So I feel like that's the next one I'm doing, but I don't know. That game's fine until it isn't. Right. That climb up to the final level is an absolute nightmare. And I've only I've only done that with save states. I've only beaten Castlevania 4 with save states because I was like, this isn't worth sticking my blender in this over and over. I want to save a little bit of time. But that's it for the Classic Vania Marathon we did on Sunday. Hey, Bob, did we play anything else? We did another marathon, if, if that counts. It, do it does. That's the Bob, marathon games are real games. Even the game Marathon is a real game. Allegedly, I think that Bungie's trying to delete it. I think, I, well, it's currently a real game. It may soon be not a real game. I'm almost done typing it out. Uh-huh. There we go. I think, will it fit at all? Oh, shit, it will. There we go. So we played Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles 4, Episode 1, 4, Episode 2, uh, 4, Episode Metal, which I didn't write up there because it's like a weird... Yeah, that's not a game. That's, that's a, a DLC. It's kind of... It's kind of... I don't, I don't know. But, and CD. Sonic the Hedgehog is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, as it turns out, having only beaten Sonic CD once in my life before, that, that took longer than I wanted. Right, of course. It would have been nice to not spend 14 and a half hours doing this marathon, but, uh, you know, it was a lot of Sonic games. I think that uh, I'll never play Sonic 4 or anything again. No, I'm done. Yeah. I'm full. Mm, what's that, dog shit? Nah, I'm... Yeah, I didn't even bother you... beating that back in the day. Like, it's worse. It's sub my number nine. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not even close. Yeah. Listening to, listening to anyone make an excuse for that fucking game was infuriating. Because Sonic 4 Episode 1 is, like, absolutely clown-tier terrible. The music is a nightmare. I have so much PTSD over Sonic 4 <laughs> Episode 1 soundtrack. I'm scared to buy Sonic Superstars. Yeah, because it sounds like that. And I don't know why it sounds like that. I see people being like, yeah, you know, the, the June Sunoe is like doing like a Genesis sound font. Like I saw that even back with Sonic 4. And I'm like, that's not how the Genesis sounds. Yeah, what? <laughs> I don't know why people keep song like that. Never. It does not sound like that. Not even the Amiga ever sounded like that, except for maybe, you know. The soundtrack for Sonic 4 has the same emotional status for me as the intro to Outrun on the Amiga. So, you know, in that way, it kind of sounded like it once. Somebody made a clip of me and Sara just going Outrun <laughs> over and over because that if you've never seen it, if you've never seen it, I cannot stress this. This is important. If you've never heard or seen the intro to Outrun on the Amiga, go look that up right now. Stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> go to YouTube. Look up Amiga Outrun Longplay and just watch the intro. Don't worry. The video's playing. Nothing animates as it plays that sound. There's no reason it makes any sense. Enjoy. <laughs> um... Yeah, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm never playing 4 again. No. Because here's the thing. I don't need to. I got every trophy in Sonic 4 Episode 1, so that shit's like burned into my brain forever. <laughs> that is dire. It is so dire. It is so dire. I don't know why I did that. Being poor sucks. 
This is why we should have more programs to lift people out of poverty. <laughs> Otherwise, they might have to play getting every trophy in Sonic, Sonic 4. Sonic 4 Episode 1. If you we need we we need we need to put games into libraries. Even yes, if they're old games, so kids have anything else to do but play Sonic Four. <laughs> I'm of two minds. On one hand, I think Sega should own up to Sonic Four being what it is and release it on modern platforms, and on the other hand, they should make an entirely new game that they call Sonic Four and release that on new platforms. <laughs> that was called Mania, and you can say they, they that doesn't count, but. In the in the opening cinematic, that elevator doesn't have a four button. It sure doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, Cybershell was totally right. That should have been called Sonic Four. That should have been Sonic Four. We yeah. deserve for that to be Sonic Four, right? Yeah, Crash did it, <sighs> and made the people who made made the, those those things very mad on Twitter. But which. Some might say they deserve to be mad on Twitter. They were like, you could do Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart on a hard drive like a PS4. There's no reason you couldn't. I'm like, uh, except for there are a million asterisks, you're not saying out loud. Mm -hmm. Because reminder, the Steam Deck is way more powerful than a PS4 on a CPU side. So just because you could get it running on a Steam Deck does not mean you could get it running on a PS4. It's not the same thing. Ugh. Anyway. I would have loved for Mania to take Sonic 4's place in this marathon. But I thought we should revisit Sonic 4 because you're for insane. one last time. Yeah. This is it. I'd never seen much of 4 Episode 2 either, so all of this was pretty new to me. I had a sick realization during 4 Episode 2 that it was better than 4 Episode 1 and that made me play it less. I'm going to say that again. It was better than the other game. Uh-huh. So I played it less. Yes. It it's weird that the main part, the levels are better. The bosses are worse. The bosses are like, what if every boss was a tough piece of leather you had to chew through? And I'm like, I don't why would I want that? Yeah, it's not even like they're hard. They're just they take forever. They like, do take forever. They're just designed like seventh gen bosses where it's like cinematic and bad. Mm-hmm. Which is concerning because, yeah, as I'm seeing in chat, one of the few things I know about Superstar's bosses is that they have longer health bars and they take longer than they should. I remember that being a thing in some of the generation bosses, too. It's just like, oh, really? What are you doing? What? They're like having a tough battle. <laughs> that's, that's what you wanted, right? And I'm like, I'm playing Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell made you think I want that? Um... Yeah, Sonic 4 is absolutely inexcusable. Sonic 4 Episode 2's... I don't have the It's Okay button anymore. <laughs> I left that to chat. I gave that to them. I think it's ass! There we go. It's, yeah. Uh, really, I meant to say It's Okay, but that's, that's just the only button. That's, that's... Uh, do not play Sonic 4. If you haven't played Sonic 4, you're good. Just never play it. This was a trauma I had to revisit. Years ago, uh, I think it was like late 2021, early 2022, I was driving or I was riding in someone's car. I think it was Tosh's car. And I realized Sonic 4 soundtrack was on Amazon Music. <sighs> and I played Splash Hill, which is the name of the level, I swear to God. I played the song 
and I went, wow, I'm so nostalgic for that time I was absolutely blood-boilingly pissed. And that is an emotion I've never once had outside of that moment in my entire life. What an inexcusable thing they did to me. You know how Mega Man 9 is like, well, sliding's gay because it's not in Mega Man 2, the best Mega Man. So you can't slide in it. Yeah. And that's the level of deep nuanced thought that went into Mega Man 9. Mega Man 9 is still controls-wise and in various other ways up to snuff for a Mega Man game. Yeah. And it just is unreal to be like, they gave us that. And then and then you gave us Sonic 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Mega Man 9... Have you ever wanted to play a game again, not because you like the game, but so you could beat the shit out of it? Yeah. Like, your only goal is revenge against the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mega Man 9 makes me feel that way. Another game that makes me feel that way, Banjo-Tooie. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it needs to pay like I did. <laughs> Bleed as I did. Um... Yeah, with, with Mega Man 9, it really is like, you don't get to make me feel as pissed off as I did the first time I beat you. I'm going to flex on you and then never play you again. And that's literally why I have every trophy in Sonic 4, but I understand that's not everyone's reaction to that. Uh-huh. Sonic Mania healed me. It really did. That make that game meant a lot to me, and I would love for them to make a new one, but the fact they just made Sonic Mania at all helped me spiritually. <laughs> Because I got an opportunity to get more Tails posters. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm done talking about Sonic. Cool. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about Sonic the Hedgehog? And whether or not you uh, grew up with the correct version of Sonic 1? <laughs> Look, I had Sonic 1 regular Genesis. I did. See how you just said regular? I feel like you've already tipped your hat on. I, I probably played more of the Game Gear 1. That's just about because I could take it on trips. Uh-huh. And I had Sonic 2 and 1, so who would put two, 1 in when you have 2 right there? Like, I have them at the same time. Fair. I, I no, honestly think uh, the, the Master System Game Gear 1 is maybe better than Sonic 1. I mean, it's got the full know. house theme in it, so... It, it, it's very fucking different. Those Master System mm-hmm. Sonics are, like, not even remotely the same type of game. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're shockingly solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been meaning to play Shoe'em again, because I have not really touched them much since like in some sort of marathon maybe if there's some kind of month yeah but that's never gonna happen <laughs> yeah chat's evil they're never gonna vote for sonic month yeah they're they're too afraid why does chat hate sonic the hedgehog it used know. to be the chat would ask us like why do you hate sonic the hedgehog and we're like we don't we just think they should be better right nowadays i don't know i don't know what's what did sonic the hedgehog do to you yeah, I still don't care for CD at all, but yeah. it's neat. And at least if you're not trying to do the stuff it wants you to do, like the get off the game is built around like breaking the, the time the stones. Yeah, yeah. If you just ignore the time stuff, and the it's machines. much more acceptable. Yeah, game. Yeah, it's frustrating to play. I mean, honestly, I also found three kind of frustrating when I was a kid because the mini games were no longer access. The important mini game to get the emeralds were no longer accessed simply by having 50 rings and hitting a checkpoint. Uh-huh. It was, you have to know where we hit it in the level. Right. Which Kid Me was not especially good at. And that's, and I Sonic feel like, CDs that cranked up even right. higher. Right. I was like, that. And I'm fine with the level of three is where it's just a hidden thing in the world. Whereas mm-hmm. CD, it's like, no, I've hidden things in the three different worlds. I'm like, no, it's, it's, I'm sorry. It's not. <laughs> 
It's not worth it. I hid my Riddler dungeons where you have to do the races. <laughs> oh, Robotnik. No one wants to do your race. But yeah, I'm done talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. Bob? Yeah? I hear you played some other games. I did, but I also ate something. You, what? You ate something? I ate the Curter Burger from Culver's. <laughs> One moment, I have to change the title to say what we've been eating. <laughs> Bob, what is the Curder Burger from Culver's? It is a giant cheese curd on a regular burger. A curd patty. What? Yeah, oh, cheese curd patty. Ooh, ooh, mmm, mmm. <laughs> Bob, after you ate it, did you want to curder yourself? No. Did you want to commit curticide? <laughs> Feel like curticide have given it on me, but yeah. So, how was it? It was surprisingly plain. Really? Yeah, for something that's literally here's a gigantic chunk of fried cheese on your burger instead of yeah. a slice of regular cheese. I was like, how is it so like almost flavorless? It's so normal. Yeah, it's so normal. Like it's it's bizarre. It looks a lot more intimidating than it is, and also it's not as filling as you would think because it's um, for people who haven't been to Culver's. They do uh, smash burgers basically, where the patty's super thin, and usually this is countered by being two patties stuffed together. Mm -hmm. But on this, I guess that they're like, well, the the giant cheese curd is enough calories, <laughs> so it's only one patty. No fast food place has ever had that thought. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, this is too many calories. Um, also worth noting, I believe their burgers are called butter burgers. They are butter. They're just soaked. Yeah, they, they're soaked in butter and they are smashed flat. Mm -hmm. um, so having only one of those patties and then mixed with this, it's mm -hmm. like they, it feels like there's not enough meat flavor to like go well with the giant chunk of fried cheese. And the giant chunk of fried cheese is way plainer than it's a regular cheese curds. That's like, weird. Yeah, it weirdly does not have much flavor to it. So you're saying if I go order the Curter Burger, I should tell them to throw an extra patty on it. And then when I die, because that's so much fat. Yeah, no, you shouldn't do that. I'm, I'm just going to kill you. I'm going to take you with me. It's going to be a murder-suicide. <laughs> they um, A murder curtisside. Yeah, I also expect like a fancy sauce or something to go with this because a lot of their burgers do have sauces and right. things. And this didn't have any sort of sauce to spice it up. Weird. Like, I'm used to their uh, Mushroom Swiss, which has, like, some sort of, of creamy mushroom thing. Right, happening. yeah, yeah. Of course you have that going on. I yeah. figured it being an entire fried patty, mm -hmm. you know, maybe that's a little drying it out and you would have a sauce. But no, they don't do not do that at all. So you're saying order two patties and tell them to put some cheese sauce on it? Is that right? <laughs> get, get them to put the, the ice cream right on there, you know? Bob and I watched a Dancing Bacon's video where they went to an all-you-can-eat KFC restaurant in Japan, and it was just kind of depressing. But at one point, they put the ice cream in their soda, and I'm like, good. They're so smart. They're saving the situation. Um, so all in all, it was pretty disappointing. I would have much preferred most other things I've ordered from Kelfer's burger-wise. Would is, you have preferred Crystal's? Yeah. normally if we're out there, that's the preference, right? Yeah, Crystal's is way better in my opinion, but that I have a strong bit of a nostalgia for that. And also I can get just a pile of chili cheese fries at Crystal's. That's true. They and, just don't offer that. And this is what we call a brilliant segue. Hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? Guess what I found out by watching a YouTube video today? What's that? Guess what Crystal's used to own? 
ho folks. How? There's like five ho huh. folks. They they apparently bought that brand, franchised it up, and then spun off that company to help save them money. I, that blew my fucking mind when I heard that today. I'm sitting there. I'm getting ready for the podcast day. And I'm watching, uh, I forget his name on YouTube. I think it's the businessman or whatever, business guy. I don't know. Anyway, this dude's doing a comparison of White Castle and Crystals. Right. And then he just brings up, also, Crystals bought Po folks and then spun it off into his own company. And then they, and I'm like, excuse me, I'm watching, I'm watching a YouTube video. I don't expect people to bring up Po folks. Poe folks I'm famous these as they're written. for having a fantastic Fried menu that Chris read. Tomatoes. You'll be smiling wider than a bullfrog when you get your hands on Oh, a yeah, plate you guys still got to do the Poe folks order at some around. point. Man, there are two Chris's talking. How did you do that? <laughs> but it's true. Pickles, a big old basket of dill pickle chips coated with our special batter and fried to perfection. <laughs> served with Homer's favorite buttered milk dressing for dipping. Just to be clear, it is delicious. It is written this way. Chris is just reading the menu. Yeah. This yeah, is I'm, not I, his I, embellishment. I, 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 yeah, I did not add anything. Like they, every everything I say wrong is spelled way that way. On the menu. Oh yeah. Onion rings. Okay, we'll it, stop how, it at onion rings. How did they? How did they like? <laughs> this is a whole folks is a website you go to and it's like, oh yeah, no, this is legit. This is an old big thick dimension bit. You go to the website, it's like, we do delivery. Only in Niceville. Only in Niceville. <laughs> Only in Niceville. So, yeah, you can understand the deep terror that gripped me when I heard a YouTuber, the company man, say, they own Pofolks. And I'm just not ready for anyone to bring up Pofolks. And then he did, and I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening? I must be asleep still. <laughs> yeah, I'm not right? in the shower. I'm in my bed. I need to wiggle my big toe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, for people who missed it, uh, we hit the uh, we hit the goal of the Dotathon where we have to order ourselves uh, 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 a cozy, folksy, po-folks dinner uh -huh. for one of our streams. So please look forward to that. And we also hit the goal, different goal. To try out gamer subs with the flavors guacamole of uh, gamer guacamole fart guacamole gamer fart. There you go. And Shibuya Kaho's, uh, which is not Shibuya Gato, Shibuya Kaho's uh, blood orange flavor. So we ordered those. We're gonna see how that is. I've never tried. I've never tried gamer subs. I hear it uses erythritol instead of Splenda, which is sucralose. These are two different sweeteners. I'm. I hate that name. I hate that name. The Guacamole Gamer Fart. Oh nine, yeah, that, nine thousand. That's vile. That's, that's terrible. I honestly was never gonna order anything from this company until Shibuyakaho was like rated us very nicely because one of our viewers is a mod of hers, and um was like, yeah, I have a new flavor coming out. I was like, oh cool, blood orange. That sounds great. But then I have to order from a company that serves a thing called fart. Yep. That I have to drink fart. I don't want to drink fart. The notion that I have a thing in the pantry that says fart on it upsets me. <laughs> I'm going to put a B over the F. No, that's a guacamole gamer Bart. <laughs> sure. It, is, it, it upsets me. It upsets me greatly, but we ordered that. 
the people are like, why didn't you get the anime thigh highs? Why didn't you get the titty milk flavor? And I'm like, because they're $40 each. Oh. And at some point we would have to raise the goal. Right. And it, it, like y- people would be like, Dan, how come the second theme month is twenty thousand and one hundred and sixty dollars? And I'm like, well, because chat wanted us to order six goddamn flavors of gamer subs. Uh huh. Also, funny as shit, they sell a thing on Gamer Subs website called Gamer Tea, and I'm like, if this kills women, I'm gonna sue. <laughs> <laughs> that was my idea. <laughs> what the fuck and then every flavor had a picture of an anime lady on it i'm like i'm getting red flags this is already way too close to my idea of man tea one moment uh but no there was no documentation that says it kills women so i i think they had a different idea that just reminds me of that old urban legend about some kind of tea that dirtbag guys would give their girlfriends to take care of pregnancies oh my god i think i heard about that once and i was just like that's not (sighs) i'm pretty sure it's an urban legend it's a real old one it's just like this here's here's your folk abortion yeah no that was a that was a thing i remember that coming up during an era keep in mind keep in mind uh also what was it what's the name of that edgy uh mountain dew like that came out in the 90s surge surge yeah uh surge was supposed to kill your sperm count oh yeah that was a thing it was supposed to make you infertile yeah so there were a lot of things like that you need to understand there was a point in our lives where the internet wasn't really a thing like sure it existed right but it was mostly to spread false information (laughs) some might say the world used to be full of bullshit memes and lies yes uh and now it's just uh intentional but ironic uh <laughs> i wonder what taurine is it's probably bull balls yeah let me go probably. look online where someone will lie to me because the entire net is like modern twitter where no one's really yes. verified they're all fake verified and you just got to take somebody's word for it right that's the thing imagine <laughs> i'm a doctor imagine the entire internet was just blue check marks that's what it used to be God, Bob, do you think somebody would do that? Just go on the internet and call themselves a doctor? I doubt it. What fiendish behavior. Um, so, Bob, you would overall not recommend the Curter Burger. Yeah, don't go over your, out of your way to get it. There's a lot better things at Culver's than it. You sure. could even order cheese curds at Culver's. Okay. And have a much better time. So, But you would also just recommend going to Crystal instead. I mean, I feel like there's a place for Culver's okay. in general. Okay. So I don't want to say that. I'm a slut for Crystal, so I'd probably. Yeah. Culver's is great, but you know what's better? Eight tiny hamburgers. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. So here's the really hard question. We haven't done this segment where we eat po' folks live on stream. Uh-huh. But shooting from the hip here, would you recommend people go to po' folks over getting the Curter Burger? Probably not. I imagine the Paul Folk food is going to be the plainest thing I've ever just eaten in my life. Wait, just wait. imagine how much crow this man's going to eat when he tries them fried onion rings. <laughs> Dude, Paul Folk's is pretty good. I ain't even going to lie. They, they got oh. fried green tomatoes. Okay. I'm excited then. Didn't they have a sauce? I, I swear. I they think kept bringing up the, the sauce. Homer, Homer's sauce, I believe. That, no, I meant the, the Paul Folk's. I think in, uh, in Chris's read, he yeah. brings up. Oh, yeah, you Homer's just, sauce. Oh, I thought you said Culver's. 
Yeah, what the fuck is... It's Homer. He has a sauce. I don't know anything else. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> but yeah, no. He's, he's, gonna, he's gonna bite into those fried green tomatoes. <laughs> and Bob's gonna be like, never mind. This, this one thing is better than... Just order this and then leave the poor folks. Or if you're Niceville, get delivered. Right. <laughs> or if you're Niceville, I'm scared. Please leave Niceville. Well, no, no, actually, I'll leave. I'll leave. You can stay. <laughs> I was thinking about that clip again. Mm. I can't remember which popular YouTube channel it was. But it was something like a Rooster Teeth. It might have been a Rooster Teeth. But they're doing that game show format. And one of their editors slash post-production guys is a competitor this episode and the host lady she goes you said you were from niceville right and he's like yeah or she goes you're from florida right and he goes yeah i'm from niceville and then she goes oh well this isn't gonna be nice because you got that answer wrong and i'm like this is the background radiation of my entire life if i leave niceville <laughs> that is all that's the only conversation people ever want to have yep that's found, just it. Found found that out as a kid. Every time we would go on a vacation, mm-hmm. even other parts of Florida, obviously. Oh yeah, nobody. They're not in nice. No, I'm not nice real. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's it. That's that's the experience. It sucks. When I leave this state, I'll just be like, I come from Florida. Which part? Pensacola. <laughs> I'm gonna give that look every time. I'm like, oh, cool. Anyways, that's it for the What Bob Ate segment. Yes. Maybe I'll try the Kurtaburger out before next week and I'll be like, uh, it's based actually. Maybe. Maybe I got a bad one. There's always a possibility, right? Always the possibility. I also play video games. You played video games? One moment. I got to change this segment back to what we've been playing. Bob, what have you been playing? Uh, I played more Disguise 7. Okay. That game's still going really well. I think I'm like 20 hours or so in. Mm-hmm. Um... A lot of different ways to level up. Uh, they have some great... We've had some great story things happen in it. Like, they introduced a dude who looks just like the main villain of Disgaea 5. Uh, Void Dark. He was the most generic villain in Disgaea history. Uh-huh. Cool Disga- design name, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But they introduce him in, the, like, the entire chapter up until the final missions. He's like, I'm going to get you. When we get to the end of this tournament, uh, it's over for you. And there's like a, tra- a a backstory between the main character and him. He is killed off screen. <laughs> oh. And fully replaced. It's great. It's like they know that he sucks. <laughs> so that happens in seven. That happens in seven. Okay. Would you say that's yeah. like that Paper Mario wrestling segment where we got we went to the is WWE sort of it, thing? It and- didn't really have that energy. Oh, okay, it's the same okay. kind of thing, but it didn't have the same like super wrestling theme okay it was way more like no this is like a bad like this would be the main villain of of the anime arc has shown up or his second command and then they kill him off screen (laughs) great uh chris what were you gonna say i was gonna say man disgaea 5 sure seems like some other game they transitioned into a disgaea game at some point in development it really does really yeah that's how weird and off it because they because in the ps2 era they did all those non-Disgaea strategy games like Lapusil Tactics and Makai Kingdom and Phantom Brave, and then they never did that again. Mm-hmm. Sadly. And this feels like it was supposed to be one of those that they were like, well, it doesn't have name recognition. Make it a Disgaea game. When will the Disgaea people learn that I just... I, I like Phantom Brave because there's a cute anime girl, and I just want to make sure she's happy. <laughs> yeah, when is Phantom Brave 2? 
Yeah, when is Phantom Brave 2? You can name it PB2, and then I'll go to the grocery store and accidentally buy it instead of protein powder. <laughs> Great. Um, they also have a whole, like, every time, no, new level, new chapter in Disgaea, it's always a new desert world you go to. A so, new desert world? They're nether, all nether world. Oh, okay. I, I was like, why are they all desert themed? That seems so lazy. Um, okay. So they all have their own entire environment. And one of them is the resale nether world where it's just scalpers. And it becomes <laughs> just an entire chapter about that. That's, that's really good. Um, Fantastic. So I definitely just decided seven. This is, this is really good. Cool. Um, uh, except for, um, uh-oh. Three games came out this week, and two of them have a like a Metacritic of ninety four or some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate that they're like our game spooky. It has to come out in October. Come on, guys. <laughs> you could have come out a week earlier, even earlier. Keep going. Keep going. Go- keep, keep come going. out in August. <laughs> you need- <laughs> this is your pre order pack for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Got to prepare. Uh, I also got to play the Devil May Cry Peak of Combat beta. Is there a colon after cry? I don't devil- know. I don't think there is, but there <laughs> okay, might be. I'm just writing it all then. Fuck it. Bob, what the hell is Devil May Cry Peak of Combat? This is the Devil May Cry mobile game. That's real? That's real. Uh-huh. They've been saying it for years. They have. I feel like since 2019 maybe right it even showed up in an apple like promotional video forever ago. forever ago yeah it's part of apple arcade which i don't think it's going to be part of what yeah no there's no this thing is filled with microtransactions it ain't gonna be part of that okay well shit huh weird mm-hmm uh surprisingly interesting game other than the like awful mobile integration stuff, which we'll get to in a second, it actually has its own story. Mm-hmm. It does not have the voice actor for Dante, or Ruben Langdon. Just blatantly. It's just some dude. It's so bad. Um, but it's hilarious because then you go into combat, like in the level, you have all the old voice clips because it's just literal voice clips stolen from old games. So it's <laughs> you still hear him say those lines. Like breakdown and stuff or moves. Um <clears throat> it reuses they like remake environments that were in mainline games but pretend it's something else like there are parts of the devil may cry 4 city just in the main city that the devil may cry 3 like dante's house is in that you walk to it's this bizarre thing they have made which i find really fascinating but it is just a weird knockoff like it's it's dante and lady going around just doing a little jobs. It's almost like Devil May Cry anime. <laughs> you saying that, that it's Dante and Trish. And Dante and Trish? Lady. Okay. Dante and Lady going around doing jobs just makes me go. This reminds me when I heard someone say, I really like Devil May Cry 2 more than Devil May Cry 3 because it was more goal mission based. Uh-huh. And I had no idea what that meant, and I still don't. Yeah, I still don't know what but, that but means. But maybe this game's for them. Maybe. it. When I was playing it, it made me feel like I was finally playing the PSP Devil May Cry they promised me. <laughs> because all the levels are weirdly smallly segmented, things are super simplified, and everything looks kind of janky. 
this is this is this is it we finally got it right that was promised by the way in case anyone bob thought bob pulled that out of his ass like some kid on the playground no no that's that's yeah i bet you can still find the game spot listings for it and ign listing for it for when it was announced back in the day that was the original bioshock for the vita Uh, but the the deal is you form a team of three characters because each one's more simplistic because it's made to use uh, touch controls which you can't hook up a real controller i've done that a little bit but i am just using the touch screen more more because i was like well i'm going to just pretend this is a mobile or a portable game okay and this is way easier to do you play all portable games on a touch screen no you're not holding your switch and yeah i'm not but i also i'm not holding or putting the or setting the phone or the the switch up on the ground and use a controller like that's a nightmare oh you're not playing it on your ipad no i'm i was going to use bows but the save didn't transfer so i just like i don't want to read the first level and so what you're saying is you really because obviously the iphone 15 pro Mm -hmm. which that's the model you have right yes okay obviously that's the future of gaming because resident evil 4 remakes coming to it you need one of those things that holds the phone oh you're right with the controller that it would be really funny to buy that just for the Stumble May Cry game. <laughs> I mean, it would kind of make sense. Yeah, I feel like at some point they gotta have somebody out there has to make a cheap 3D printed bracket you put on a dual set to hold a phone. That'd be neat. I feel like someone has to do that, right? Because <laughs> like buying a whole backbone controller or whatever, that feels like too much. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Um But yeah, you have three characters, you can switch to them on the fly. And they've they added a mechanic so you know in Double May Cry you can dodge stuff a lot with using the jump like it has that mm-hmm. um, it was iframes and this they made it so you can still do that but if you do a perfect dodge by jumping at the right time you can do a counter attack um, which was the way that everything simplified I kind of get it like it, it makes it feel a little different from the games where you just have to dodge on a perfect slide it's like uh-huh. okay you you took the idea something that makes it more Double May Cry like. Mm-hmm. Because if it was just a perfect dodge and you get slow-mo or something like Bayonetta, that'd be weird. Mm. Um, and they also, like, things are so simplified that Dante doesn't use his guns. Like, I assume there is a way that you can, like, a different pull of Dante that does use the guns, but the regular Dante just uses his sword. What do you mean a different pull of Dante? Well, each character can have different weapons, and you draw them from the... <laughs> Bob is literally playing X Die for Devil May Cry. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is it is that. Oh my god. Um oh my god. It's kind of rough. <laughs> uh they let me ask with for one one scene a version of Virgil where he could only use the the fists, the the Beowulf. Um but yeah, the other characters that messed with us were, or sorry, got Dante with sword, Lady with a submachine gun, and Nero with, um, he surprisingly has a move where he uses his pistol. He can, he gets the charge shot thing. Um, and instead of, because they with Nero, they can't do the, the trigger pull, like timing thing, because, you know, the touch screen, they know that that's not feasible. Uh, you have a mode where you go burning mode and your sword just always is revving up. It's like his double trigger. Okay. Yeah. Again, this game is interesting, but I, I wouldn't call it good. <laughs> um, but now, what makes it really bad is all the mobile game nonsense they add in. 
Like I could get used to like these simplified controls and the idea of switching between three guys, but just going through this story, mm-hmm. every other room, it feels like it's telling me you need to level up these characters. They're too weak. And then I have to go spend resources to level up the character, level up individual moves for the character, level up uh, the weapon for each character. And it's just like, I'm in menus for 80% of my gameplay time. It's so weird that this was supposed to be on Apple Arcade and thus not horribly microtransaction, and this is where it ended up. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole point was to not do that. Yeah, right. But it is here. Uh, two different rolling currencies for the different rolls you can do. I don't know exactly how you get them either. So it's just like, oh, great. Uh, lots of different level up currencies, skill up currencies, weapon currencies. Uh, but yeah, that was in mission two that I was already dealing with a ton of like every other room. And you didn't delete it immediately. No, because I'm a sicko and we'll continue playing this. I want to know what happens in the story, Dan. They, I, I'm, I'm, I have to figure out what Nevin's doing now. There are devils and they may cry. Last time on Cry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got to say about it. If you, it's going to be free to play whenever it does come out, so you can go download it and try it if you want. Uh, I'm in the beta, so you, if you want to sign up for the beta, you can also do that. You might get in. They seem to be letting a lot of people in now. I don't think anyone cares anymore, though, because every video I found was like from six months ago. You know, the cool thing about X-Dive is that you still have moves like dashing and jumping and shooting, and they didn't go, well, this Mega Man jumps. Uh, the next thing about this is it feels good at all, whereas X-Dive is a nightmare. Like, I'd never play X-Dive. I've played it a tiny bit, and I was like, oh, this isn't even close to a game like Mega Man game, where this feels like they're trying to make a Double May Cry game on mobile. Like, it's super simplified, but I can still, at the end of the day, do a, like, a knock up combos into the air chase guys and properly do anything like even if i need to switch to lady to actually use guns at least i can do that i just i can't imagine enjoying a devil may cry where they're like no this dante has no guns like it's like if they were like no this dante has no swords he just has guns like that's he's both halves of that that's how he works right what he does instead it's three characters in the head that's fucking that's insane it is a little crazy when you a little crazy listen to you <laughs> how do you switch the characters do you uh, it's just, it's just that uh, there's buttons on the side of the screen so it's just click whichever one you want at any time so it's something you do mid-combat but can you do it mid-combo yeah yeah it's instant they I come like in how you think move. that's normal you're it's like just, yeah they instantly transmit to change characters that's devil may cry it's like no that's like Changing characters as a concept doesn't mean you can do it like that quickly necessarily. Mm-hmm. So that's an important part. Okay. Yeah, still, I don't. Yeah, it's just like, this isn't great, but it's so much better than X-Dive. That's the only reason I'm like having this reaction. Of My like, problem <laughs> is I'm going to play this game and it's not going to be better than X-Dive. They're going to be the same level of disgusting, <laughs> but one's Devil May Cry and one's Mega Man X. That's what I'm worried about. But of course, I'm probably never going to play this uh-huh. because what you just described sounds terrible. Because it's like, go grind for resources to play the next room. Yeah, no, that the, the structure for this is totally busted. <sighs> Maybe they'll fix it by the time it releases. I kind of doubt it, though. It would have been nice if we got that PSP Double May Cry. It would have. That would have been neat. But they were afraid of how powerful hearing the PSP load that UMD constantly would have sounded. 
They're afraid of you hitting a demon door and it going as it moves the, the head. They know that that would fire too many chemicals. Did you play anything else, Bob? I also, as I promised, Steam Next Fest Volume 2 for Fall 2023. I was, I was like, this is not the second time you've done this. You cannot call it that. My so, demo roundup. Demo roundup from Steam Next Fest. Say words. Um, I'll get there. We are the first game I tried was just didn't. Just aunt. It's it's French. <laughs> Spell it. J U S T A N T. Thank you. Oh yeah, that did, who knows. Yeah, it's a new game from Don't Nod. It's when you boot it, it's like, okay, here's the definition. <laughs> <laughs> it's a French nautical term for receding tide. Oh, okay. That's that's important. Um, so should I pull up the picture? Sure. Okay. We're going to go pull up pictures. Uh, I would, this is a climbing simulation game, which we saw this at a few different events. Uh, we thought it was just an uncharted like climbing game, but no, it actually focuses more on you have the R2 and L2 buttons grip. So it's kind of like, uh, co-op. I would. I was not, I was going to say any of those VR climbing games where you actually have to move your hands with the analog stick instead of using actual VR controllers and then grip them with whichever hand you want to hold it with. Mm. Uh, so it gives it a more interesting feel. Uh, it's got a really cool art style. Like, clearly has a sort of uh, Shadow of the Colossus tone going to it. Just kind of exploring this world that's been abandoned. Um, I think this is the first good don't nod game like easily uh, the climbing feels interesting you can actually uh, shove a spike into the wall anywhere on a wall you're climbing and then you can repel from it or if you just fail to grab something because you do have stamina if you just drop that that spike is where you'll hang from and you can pull yourself back up it feels really um, natural and realistic which is an interesting take i always like 3d platformers that have their own feel and this definitely does that you say that but you don't like banjo kazooie curious <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i don't like the feel of plain bread <laughs> hey that's not no that's a very exotic rye i'll have you know <laughs> wow is this wonder I thought you were going to do a Steve Ebery joke of, is this or Wow. Is this right? Um, the weird thing is, it seems to get that has this tone of Shadow Colossus being more mysterious, but someone told them they should just have text logs ever as their climb, and it's like, why? Why would I want to stop every time I'm done climbing to read a random text log from some people to be like, oh man, the tide receded and we all left. I'm like, yeah, I didn't need that. Uh, it feels like that part of the game is just there for some weird obligation they have to tell a story that's in text. Because it also has things that are very much not like that, where it's like, oh, you pick up a, sea, a seashell, hold it to your ear, and then it'll pan around the environment and just playing sound effects of what would have happened there when the ocean was still there. Huh. And like, oh, this gets it. Yeah, that's a neat idea. Um, but yeah, I'm, I really like that. It comes out later this month, which is 
frustrating because I honestly would like to play this like fully for game of the year because it's pretty cool. Do you know how much it is? I don't know. Is there more than one picture of this game that I can show? Yeah, there's one more. Okay, you got to tell me these things. I, I yeah. don't want to. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's for paddling. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you can also swing back and forth once you uh, let go from the wall. So a lot of things are like, okay, you need to get a spike on the edge of this thing, then grapple down from it, and then run back and forth on the wall so you can make a jump. I'm like, oh, this is neat. a lot of cool stuff. Someone in chat says, I think this is Game Pass. No, this is Juice Taunt. <laughs> <laughs> it may be on Game Pass. I don't know. Uh, the next game, mm. Cristala. Spell it. <laughs> K-R-I-S-T-A-L-A. That's a hooker. <laughs> um, this is Cat Person Dark Souls. But what the... Mm. It's, you can see from this picture. As you can see here. It, you are a cat person. It is Dark Souls. <laughs> Chris is like, yes, I am. <laughs> 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 what do you say dark souls and i see i see that in the in the the hud mm -hmm. it also just looks like euro jank rpg from it 2010 it mm. does yeah it looks like that but then it plays like their bargain bin sekiro <laughs> <laughs> like hey look a unity asset store game mm-hmm uh but yeah it's even got like more climbing and stuff like sekiro has some stealth mechanics in there slightly where you can do stealth kills uh it uses the stock pop breaking sound effect you may know from many other games and red letter media and red letter media uh yeah it is acceptable but i wouldn't play it or suggest it okay actually i'm sorry the neck game uses that stock sound effect that's my bad I, oh, okay. I, I they might boast but i don't remember it clearly in this one or not okay um yeah it's i it's interesting it's better put together than you expect from the graphics mm -hmm. like it makes you think it's going to be just is there terrible. more than one picture of this no because okay. this is it this is the way the entire game looks <laughs> it's all way too dark and you play as a cat person got it it's all right <laughs> Uh, the next game I played was Blade of the Netherworld. The translation is really bad. It's a Chinese game. Uh, you notice how they, the main character is clearly a female. They, they use male pronouns because the auto-translator did that for them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, okay. that, that, that sure is most of those Chinese games you can buy on Steam. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, and there's one more picture of this to show actual gameplay. Uh, this is a roguelike... <laughs> That's a bit of a difference there, all right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a roguelike, side-scrolling, action-combat-focused game. Um, the pixel art's pretty neat. Uh, between each stage, it's like a, just fight these enemies in a room, and then you get to pick your power-up to go into the next room with. So pretty typical of what you expect from like a Hades or something, but from a 2D perspective like this. Yeah, it's a 2D action platformer, I'm guessing. Yeah. Right? Okay. This is the one with the stock sound effect for breaking a pot. It's everywhere. There are that, lots of pots in the that area. That makes sense. I look at this and I'm like, it would make that sound. Absolutely. That makes sense. That checks out. It is not very good. I was kind of disappointed because I think the pixel art's pretty neat. Like, I think it looks pretty solid a lot of time, but it does not feel good. Uh, the next one's Europa. It's uh, <laughs> E-U-R-O-P-A. 
Yeah. Europa, so, yeah. Yeah. Um I are you just in the fetal position? He's you're sliding. Oh, you're okay. you got your <laughs> knees kind of bent. You can move between the two screenshots if you want to see another shot of the main character here. You go out into nature and then just curl up. Oh, you're really short. Yeah, you're okay, a tiny now dude. It's now it's making sense. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the 3D platform was a Studio Ghibli looking art style, and you play as an Astro Boy. You play as an Astro Boy. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're a little robot kid. Um, there's a book-like narration going on throughout the game. You actually pick up pictures, pieces of a picture book, and you have a, this narrator talk to you about it. And he's your creator who sent you out to the new world, but he, he will be long dead by the time of Terraformed, it sounds like. Oh, man. So this is that new world with Terraformed. This looks beautiful. Yeah, it looks incredible. Um, the only problem is that the, the platform mechanics are super simplistic and stripped down. Like, you have a jump button. Mm -hmm. That's basically it. Oh. You can hit it again, you sort of float a little bit, and then sometimes in the environment, you'll find things that make you glow and lets you fly straight upward. Okay. for a little bit um so there's not a lot going on there and it seems like they're it'll just be kind of exploring these beautiful environments but not it's unclear like i played the whole demo but i really don't have any idea if it's going to introduce anything like a challenge or like a puzzles or anything like that because all i did was okay collect these three glowing things all right now you can go to the next area <laughs> huh uh which I, I'd be a lot more fine with if the platforming felt like interesting and good instead of just just plain. But it's it's got great art, and I assume that's the main reason you'd buy it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking about it right now. It's uh, really beautiful. Next game is Cooking Simulator 2. This is the only picture for this. This was made by a crazy person. <laughs> as, as, like, as intended. Is it like Surgeon Simulator, but with cooking? No, it's not goofy at all. Not, 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 no funny jokes. Oh, so, so it's like, it, it, it's there in that genre with like concrete mixing simulator <laughs> that's there specifically for like a very small genre of workers in Germany to buy. Yes. <laughs> this is literally, here is your like um, restaurant kitchen. Figure it out. <laughs> It has basically no tutorials. Awesome. You just have all this. Like, for I walked around this kitchen for five to ten minutes. I couldn't find any ingredients to, like, start even beginning to play the game. I found out one of the doors actually opens. Because <laughs> there are several doors that don't. One of the doors opens to, a, like, a, a refrigerator area that has all this stuff. So once I was able to do that, I was able to start it all playing the game and just being like, what do you want? This is insane. There's like a hundred steps to make a hamburger. <laughs> and I need to find figure out which stations you want me to use and which ones work right. If the oven, if the stove is actually on or not, if the grill is working when it's on, it, it is a lot. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm sure it is for someone. This version, this number two here, it adds multiplayer. So you can play this to co-op. Ooh. This is what I desire. Yes. Uh, the final game I played was Hollow Cocoon. I'm like, you couldn't find the garlic powder? They're like, no, could you? And I'm like, That's, this isn't about me. Why didn't you find it? <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of that game again? Hollow Cocoon. It looks like this. Yes. This is a horror game. It's set in 1980s Japan in a rural, rural area. 
It's like a rundown part of Japan you go to because your uh, grandmother like had some sort of injury. She fell over and she's in the hospital and you need to go check on her house. Um, so you go out there. It's spooky. There's just this old town look to it. Um, and then mysterious, mysterious things are happening. Like you find dead chickens and stuff. And it's unclear. Like I'm. I did not get to play too much of it because it literally just cuts you off when they introduce the monster. <laughs> so I don't know how the game's actually going to play out. Uh, but walking around the tiny little part of town, like they give you a tiny street and then you get into the house and it seems like the house is probably going to be the main part of the game because there's a ton of stuff in there. Uh, but before that, you actually find 10 yen coins you can use to play like a little mini game with uh, where you use flippers to knock the coin, shoe it. I assume is a game they'd actually have sitting out, not by bus stops and stuff. There, um, you can in while you're in the house, you can hide in various closets and things. You can turn on lights manually. Everything looks pretty nice. Like this game looks good, which is surprising because I think it's a pretty low budget little thing. Um, but then. Uh, I, I honestly was like, well, maybe this is going for a more psychological horror thing or something. But the end of the demo, mm -hmm. you walk outside the house after you follow the, like, the row of dead chicken heads. Because <laughs> uh, that's a good thing to follow. Yeah. And you can go to the next picture. Oh, okay, sure. Let me just go over here and hit this. And uh... did, did you see it? Ah! <laughs> and then the demo ends. Ah! And I think that it's really just... <laughs> the, the, like you get a phone call from from your dad who's like I can't make it there. It seems like your grandma was strangled. Ah! <laughs> like wait, this isn't going to be psychological at all. I'm just going to be running from this naked dude. Aren't I? When, when I come over, you better not be a spooky monster. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this safe for Twitch? I don't Are Hank Hill butts allowed on Twitch? I don't Hmm. Unclear. I'm pretty spooked out. And then, then the demo ends and you're scared. <laughs> okay, thank you, Bob. I was wondering what emotion I was experiencing right now. Um, but everything leading up to the monster reveal, I think, was pretty neat. I got to wander around the spooky house, turn on the lights, because I, 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 you fall asleep in front of the TV and the lights are all off. It's like, oh, I'm going to go turn on the lights in the house. Spooky house. And then when the monster showed up, it was no longer neat because you were too scared to find things neat. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, the thing that actually legitimately scared me is the first time I opened the closet... The dude automatically starts crawling into it, and I thought I was being attacked. <laughs> Wait, you your character starts crawling into it? You're yes, get because I, it's has, all first person. He's got Silent Hill the Room instincts. Right, because this is before anything bad happened. He's just like, I'm going to crawl in this little alcove. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like not... It's a closet that has two parts. So there's like a top part that would hold clothes or something, and then a bottom little shelf. And he hides under the shelf. <laughs> I guess that's what he did growing up. He's conditioned to live like Rukia. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that is all the games for Steam Next Fest. Thank you, Bob. For 2023 Steam fall. Steam Next Fest 2023 fall volume two segment. Woo. I think there were some neat things there. Yeah. No, it seemed neat. And then spooky. Too spooky. Someday I'll play that RoboCop demo, but it's not part of Steam Next Fest. So oh, like, is it not? Yeah, though, I, that demo's no just up. The demo is just up. I saw some stuff from that. It looked pretty fun. Yeah, everything I've seen looks good. Okay, we we are now returning to the normal view.
Uh, that's all you played, right? That that's all I played. Hey, Chris, you playing okay. video games? Uh, I streamed Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Dante's Inferno's sure a game that stops like three hours in and then doesn't pick back up for three more hours after that. Because <laughs> <laughs> all through the first, all through like the first three hours, they're constantly feeding you um bosses huh and these motion comics that give you insight into dante's character which are he's the biggest piece of shit to ever live every single one of them is dante is pure evil i i motion comics in a full 60 dollar game man seven's gen sure this is a gen <laughs> there's also normal high fidelity cutscenes. so it's so what dan floated the last time i talked about this was dead space comes out doesn't sell so fucking hot as far as EA is concerned. Mm -hmm. Then they come up and say, yeah, our last big single player thing underperformed. We're cutting your budget. Yeah, that's still believable. That's rough. Because the first, like, they give you, like, some big set PC God of War type boss, like, every every 45 minutes to an hour. They give you some high fidelity cutscenes. Then that just stops. For like three hours, and you're just going through these areas with kind of nothing. Did, did I know when I played the first hour or so, it was always introducing something new and gross. Does it stop doing that too? Yes. Oh, what's even the game? <laughs> A lot of the game is just doing God of War climbing through like the evil city that's like in the sixth ring of hell. And then the end of the game is once again, uh, we're out. So here's 10 combat challenges. <sighs> yeah. I forgot the Dante's Inferno microwave hallway. <laughs> which what? is the very last thing in the game before before you fight Satan or Lucifer. Satan and Lucifer are sometimes different beings. Um you cause it's in uh a cockatus, the lowest level of hell, which is frozen. Oh uh, yeah. So That's you like have the to book. walk. <laughs> So there's a really long ice bridge, and when the moment you step on it, you're in microwave hallway move speed. Oh. And you have to walk across it, and you have to not step on the unstable parts because they'll fall out from under you and kill you. So you have to very slowly walk, and if the ground shakes, you have to go back and find the spot where it doesn't shake and then slowly go through it. Great. What is, I I I'm 100 on on the team that Tamim played this game and decided it needed to have influence in DMC the DMC because the cross weapon you get functions exactly like the chakrams. That's DMC crazy. DMC. They're even the same color. I still at some point need to finish this game. I think it, it it's real funny. <laughs> That's what people want to hear. <laughs> I do enjoy the part that they keep that like every 10 minutes, like the spirit of Virgil will be there and you can talk to him and get some shit that doesn't matter. Does Virgil also suck? Because they made Dante apparently the worst person ever. Well, well, Virgil's just a ghost, so he, he doesn't really have a backstory. He's just oh. like, I imagine it's the exact same it is as it was in the uh, in the book. Mm -hmm. But so 
But a thing I didn't know the first time I played it, if you talk to him until he's out of dialogue each time he shows up, sometimes he gives you an accessory. Oh. Because Dante's Inferno has accessory slots. I don't remember that in the book. (laughs) It's in there. Okay. But yeah, just weird, a disastrous project. I think the marketing for it is more interesting than the game is. Yeah, which, I mean, in a way, if you're doing your job as a marketing department, uh huh, that, that kind of is how it should go. Kind of. I sometimes. Well, hopefully you want that to translate into sales. Right. right. All good. All publicity is good publicity until it's not. <laughs> until this game sold like 300,000 copies in the first 10 weeks. Woof. Yeah. That bombed way harder than Dead Space. Man, I... Like a lot, it felt like someone played God of War and didn't understand. Like that Kratos is an interesting character because he sucks in just the right ways, and you can get behind him in some ways. Would, Whereas would, it sounds like this guy just doesn't have any redeeming qualities. Would someone really do that? Play a watershed moment in gaming and just completely miss what the appeal was? <laughs> yeah, it, it never it's happens. Really, like, like Dante's just, and he's not even terrible because he forgot that he's terrible. That's how it's treated. That's insane. And you keep seeing these. The, he keeps getting these like motion comics flashbacks where he's a horrible person. So it's like Bojack Horseman, but there's no joke, and he's completely unaware. I guess. Great. <laughs> That's what I want to deal with. But yeah, it's just. It, it runs out of steam and it's, it's, it's real fascinating, but that's about it. I play, I played other things though. Oh, what oh that's good. Play? <laughs> uh, I decided, I decided for no reason to check out bro force forever. The final update of bro force. That came out. Cool. Great. How, when did yeah. that come out? Two months ago. What year am I in? <laughs> Yeah, they, they updated this game pretty consistently for nine years. That's crazy because I haven't heard about any of the updates in forever. Yeah, in this final update, they added right. more levels and they added six new characters. Brophy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah. Zebro Warrior Princess. Yeah. Uh, Seth Brodel. That's the guy <laughs> from The Fly. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, the, the like, uh, uh, God, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum's character from The Fly. Why? Because that's a cool movie they like. Okay, fair. Um, God, I'm trying to remember what the other characters are that they added. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there were others. What the hell did they add? I love Chad just being like, I used to play this in high school like eight years ago. It's like, yeah, no, that's correct. How right. did it escape your high school memory? That's oh, what they, I uh, wonder. I remembered it's Demolition Bro, which is just <laughs> Demolition Man. Great. Uh, Despera Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and Bert Bromer, who is Bert from Tremors. Yes! Oh. oh shit! Yeah, you got dynamite. I don't know. I didn't unlock him. Oh, yeah, because it still it still rolls them randomly, right? Uh the way it works is levels have hostages, and whenever you rescue, and every time you rescue a hostage, it gives you another life, which is a random bro you have unlocked. 
-hmm. And whenever you unlock enough of them, it unlocks a new bro that gets added to your pool. Man, I wish at some point they had figured out how to make a fucking game. <laughs> uh, did 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 they ever add the character the other missing 30 frames per second? No, I don't think so. Great, awesome. Fucking swell. Um this really is a game that like lasts as long as the game screaming the brominator but you find that amusing. It it dies no, the moment true. that's no longer funny. Uh-huh. It's true. We played it for like two and a half hours years ago and uh I've had no desire to play it since. It, I, I thought that at some point they would they would walk back the okay, you have no control over who you're playing at all. Mm-hmm. And rescuing these hostages also changes your character. So if you're on a good character, you might not even want to try. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's all it's, like that it's, still. It's, yeah. Yes. It's just it's it's just from that era. I'm really glad we're past the era of our indie game. My indie game is 400 micro levels. Like we don't get that anymore. Like the Super Meat Boy, the Bro Force, the, um, uh, Super Meat Boy. Okay, yeah. I I didn't play Super Meat Boy, so I'm thinking the big of every trip runner. Yeah, I also didn't play that one. Those were both very popular. Oh yeah, not for to sure. say they weren't. I just that's a blind spot for me. Yeah, I did play Meat Boy, and I sure I'm glad that era is over too. <laughs> but Bob, that was like one of the better ones. It sure was. It's. It's sure funny the things you're you can get away with in a game if you're be doing irony. Like it's very funny that one of the most first most basic because because the progress the plot progression of Bro Force is you're killing terrorists, uh-huh. you're killing I for like I forget who the next I forget who the second group of enemies is. It goes like terrorists, super terrorists, robots. I think aliens and then cultists and satan uh-huh but one of the first enemies is just a suicide bomber yeah it's yeah. like a like a like a very very stereotypically portrayed uh-huh. one. yeah that's this game came out at the tail end mm-hmm. of people doing that uh-huh that i played it like two hours and i'm like man you sure didn't really improve this game at all from nine years ago. You just added more shit, which I guess if people didn't think it needed improvements, there's more shit now. Yeah, there you, you go. I you, mean, yeah. You would think they would add different modes to like do try different things with it, like uh, select your own character mode, that sort of thing. Just like different ways to play. Some sort of content I, weaved around any set of I, characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they added in levels side levels that focus on using one specific character okay that's something i guess they also added side levels that are like a memorized level because all you have all you're supposed to do is run oh okay one of those yeah because it explodes behind you right you're just running the whole time as explosions chase you yeah they must have had that uh eight years ago yeah played it because i visualized it maybe it was only six years ago uh we played I, I it on played ps4 it whenever that was out what's a, what's a, what, what do you do huh uh, let me look up the i played a, a little a little tiny bit of one other game i'm excited to play more of called curse crackers for whom the bell toll toils toils yes yeah. yeah that game was a lot of fun when i played it is it curse or curse duh uh it is Curse crackers, no D. Curse, okay. 
Uh, it is the closest thing I can equate it to is the Game Boy Color Shantae game. Like visually and mm -hmm. what it's yep. going for, like tonally. Yep. Uh, I only played like the first world. So like an hour. It is a very colorful sprite art looking platformer. You play as, I guess, a magic gymnast who has her friend who is a large bell and she throws the bell and the first cutscene is like she goes on a date with this guy and the villain shows up with her big gargoyle and captures him and takes him away so you have to go get him back so you have the you have this big bell and you attack by throwing the bell the bell will also ricochet off things and you can also jump off the bell if you land on it in the air so a thing you can do is jump, throw it straight down, and it will take you up. Like it, when it bounces back up, you'll land on it, and it'll give you more height. A little bit like the, the hat in Mario Odyssey. Yeah, but on a 2D plane. Right. And it's not as easy because the bell doesn't, won't hover. It, it, it moves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks really nice and has really nice music. I'm excited to play more of it. I I, I bought it because it was on sale right now on Steam. And I'm like, that that's a really good looking sprite art game that isn't a fucking roguelike. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty interested in the game just because I love and I love the recent sur uh, resurgence. I would say resurgence, but it's actually just a surgence. Mm -hmm. A surgence of like the, the Game Boy game Color, Boy Color pastel because because like stuff. the Game Boy Color didn't do well enough for there to be a first surge. So <laughs> this is the surge of Game Boy Color aesthetic stuff. And I, I think that's a really cozy place in 8-bit graphics. So I've always been really interested in this. I, in fact, watched um, Torlin Curtis, who's a VTuber, do speedruns of this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were speedrunning it for a bit. That person's pretty cool. They like Final Fantasy. Yeah, there's some there's some interesting speedrun tech in this that I like I've just found weird movement mechanics that I'm like, oh, if I do that, it shoots me forward really fast. Mm -hmm. Not a whole lot to say about it so far, though. It's pretty standard platforming levels. It has just fuse like Game Boy Color palette, Game Boy Color Shantae, the original Shantae with like a Kirby game. And that's the aesthetic this game has. Yeah. I think that's a fair way to describe it. Right. That's That does a pretty good job. And the last thing that I played, I beat Trails into Reverie. We did it. We finished it. Incredible. Like, I have, it's like, I have to finish it before Spider-Man 2 comes out, because uh, the mo whenever I take a game out of my system, there's a chance I never put it back in. Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. So it's best to, to, to wrap it up. Um, Real quick, before you continue, Bob. Yeah, you can't look over here at my notepad document. Which did he say? Trials or trails? I wish I had the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire theme to play right <laughs> now. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, trails. You got it. Yeah. You you got it. It. You we will we will get you to metabolize this fucking franchise's name eventually. He did it! The fucking money drops from the ceiling. Bob's like, this is the billion dollar case. How was it, Chris Wolfhard? Uh, it was great. It's hard to see it not being in my top three games of the year. Hot damn. They, re they really leveraged all the franchise's strength into making... A really great experience that has really really great writing like they introduce a bunch of new characters in this one and they're all winners 
They also give one specific character a lot more focus and make him from, well, 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 the, he's the, he's there, I guess, into being like my favorite character in the franchise. Because there's just so many moments where he just folds his arms like, yeah, I'm the biggest piece of shit to ever live. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, has that moment happened for me in a video game? And I was like, the closest I've got is uh, when, you know, in Dream Drop Distance, he's like, he shows up and he says his name and he points at himself. And I'm like, he said it, he said it, he said the thing, the red hair guy. Oh, Axel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he does that line. That's that's a great scene. I blew up on that scene. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't give any credit to Axel. He's too much like Renji. No, that's he's good, Renji. No, he's not. He jobs exactly as much. Remember that part where Zimnis just in, um, immolates him, just shoots him to death with eight thousand lasers. But he was like, but but he's. Remember There's that? both more humanity and more humor in him. I, I, he has, has got it memorized. What's Renji's fucking iconic catchphrase? Screaming a slur. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> See? Way better. Way better than Renji. <laughs> uh, so I know I know. in the next game, Trails into Daybreak, they dr dramatically change the combat mechanics, and uh, you play this game, and you're like, oh, I see why. Enemies don't have a fucking shot anymore. <laughs> you are so fucking broken in this game. So in Trails of Cold Steel 1, the ones Aggro is playing, there's these things called link attacks. You have four <laughs> characters, they pair up. Uh, if you hit an enemy real hard, they get knocked off balance, and the other character can do a, uh, a follow-up attack. And then, and then this fills a bar up in the top left, top right of the screen, and it, it's made of pips. It has five levels. And either you can use two pips to do a bigger follow-up attack or five pips to do the biggest follow-up attack. And it's all right. It's, a, it's a, kind of a boring mechanic, but you know, it adds a little bit. Then in Trails of Cold Steel 3, they go, those pips should be able to do more things. So they introduce a thing called Brave Orders, Ooh. which is uh, a character. It's, it's basic, like, diegetically inside the game. It's like them calling out, like, a combat formation. But they do shit like, you deal 25% more damage for four turns. You take half damage for six turns. You take no damage and in fact reflect the attacks back on the enemy for four <laughs> turns. Want. And even that was fine because it was because it was kind of hard to get the it's kind of hard to get these points, which are renamed to brave points. And you have to because because turns is not like your whole squad goes. Turns is one person goes once. Okay. Then in this game, they introduce a thing called United Fronts, which use a whole new mechanic that is it's just you use the mechanic to beat the shit out of the enemies, and it gives you two brave points for free. Oh. So a thing, so a thing I've been doing on these bosses in this game is I beat them into a break state, which in which in Trails games means you, you deplete their like stagger bar and they fall down to one knee. They get pushed back a little bit in the turn order and every hit on them is a critical hit mm -hmm. and critical hits always unbalance the enemy. So you can get a follow-up attack and get a brave point. So some characters have a brave order that has an effect called accelerate, which moves your entire party to the top of the turn order. Mm -hmm. What the whole party. 
So what I keep doing is spamming these united fronts, which you don't have an infinite amount. You have at most, if you fully upgrade their capacity in Tales and River, you have five. And you won't, and you won't get that till post game probably. So I just beat their ass. I get them into the break state. I pound on them. I use accelerate. I pound on them. I use accelerate. I pound on them. I use accelerate. Oh, they're dead now. Yeah. Yeah. Like the last several bosses, I'm in the post game right now. The last several post game bosses haven't gotten to hurt me at all. Like you're so fucking overpowered in this game. Uh, I also think this is just a leaner experience because it's structured much differently. The first four Trails of Cold Steel games are all structured the exact same way, which is they're chapter-based. In each chapter, you, you do some side quests and go to the budget dimension in your main hub. Uh, the budget dimension is not in two or four, but it's in one and three. Uh, the budget dimension just being a class seven, you have to, in, in Trails of Cold Steel 1, there's the old schoolhouse, which has some weird spatial effect on it. So once per chapter, you have to go do a floor of it so we can so we can have more game time. Bob, I hope you're writing all this down. It will be on the test. Now that you've gotten the two series distinct from each other in your brain. I already have to deal with whenever I see Chris tweeting about class seven. I think he's talking about team seven from Naruto and I lose my mind. Oh my God. <laughs> no, Class 7 has way more drip than any of those characters. Which is not to be confused with Squad 7 from Valkyria Chronicles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, and then in Trails of Cold Steel 3 and 4, you have new Class 7, which are the combat kids, and are indeed the only good combat kids in all of fiction. <laughs> yeah, it was that, a tweet about that specifically. It was like, he cannot be talking about Naruto's second <sighs> team 7 in Boruto. <sighs> that can't be right. <laughs> There's no way Chris would ever speak favorably about Boruto under any circumstances. Uh, so am I crazy? Wasn't Squad 7 the one with third seat Kabune? No, that was Squad 3. Okay, yeah. I, can, I can't keep the numbers straight. <laughs> they throw out a number and every time it just disappears in my brain as I consume it because there are too yeah, many I fucking think, squads. I think Squad 7 was Tosin's squad. So we don't know shit about it. <laughs> They're just, probably really cool. We just know it's between Squad 6 and Squad 8. Is there a squad eight? But yeah, there's yeah, 13 Gorchot squads. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. But uh a strike you do you do the side quests and the budget dimension in your hub, and then you go to a unique area in each chapter and do shit there, and there's more side quests there, and there's there's a story. And then that's every chapter. In this game, you just have the three routes that progress independently, starring the three different characters, and it's it's just pretty linear. Like there's no side quests at all, pretty much. Uh, Trails into Reverie does have a budget dimension, but it's dealt with much differently than other budget dimensions and is and is fine because it gives you lots of overpowered stuff to use. I'm sorry, I've been losing it as chat is like piling up like <laughs> fucking clowns coming out of a clown car and all yelling different squads are run by different people. And I'm like, I feel better now. I feel so much better. I've heard three different people run squad eight. Guys, <laughs> you're not on a podcast. You could just open the bleach wiki. No, just, no, fuck that. Go to the comments section and argue. Drive that fucking algorithm. Okay. So, Chris, I need you to explain one thing because my brain's back there, okay? And this is about sure. your game. This isn't about Bleach or Naruto or anything else. Sure. Why do one and three have the budget dimension, but two and four don't? Uh, two and four are... The, the thing about 
these games is they use the whole animal. Mm-hmm. So what it is is Trails of Cold Steel 1, like as an example, has these areas. Then in Trails of Cold Steel 2, they reuse most of those areas, like the, te- the cities and the areas surrounding the cities, but they add like some new dungeons. Okay, yeah, that's cool. And this cool. has always been this has always been how the franchise works. Like in in Trails like in Trails in the Sky 1, you run around this whole country, each chapter is like a uh like a air, district of the country, and then in Trail then in Trails in the Sky 2, you go through them again but with different dungeons like in different places. Mhm. What was your question again? It's already gone. <laughs> <laughs> why do why did oh, what dimensions? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I assume it's just it, they're there for these in in Trails of Cold Steel one there is a story purpose for the budget dimension. Okay, so is there like a fidelity upgrade when they go to three? So then we'd be like, okay, we need to now we can the budget dimension is gonna be in three, but we don't need it for four because we've upgraded every fidelity already. I mean, they upgraded yeah, they upgraded the fidelity for three. I think in four it's just like again we're using the same areas. We don't need to make nearly as many areas, so. Yeah, we do. And and force kind of has a budget dimension, but you're not forced to do it every chapter like you are in one and three. In, in three, it's really egregious because it's just some dickhead man scientist who's like main character run through my trial. <laughs> every chapter you have to come do my fucking test. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, l- look forward to these games, Agra, because they only it's only it's only linear progression upward for this Ooh. franchise from the point you're at. Spinning onward, upward, and apparently getting even more overpowered than I am right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, like it's just today I encountered a boss that had an annoying mechanic, so I just dumped S crafts on him until his health bar went away. You're you're gonna have to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they do go oh letting because if you don't know uh, trails has this mechanic has a mechanic called s crafts and which is called special craft a craft is just the name for the character's unique like shown in anime attacks that mm-hmm. is separate from the magic because it also has like a materia system so this is just their unique attacks and they have a really big one that costs their full bar and you can hit a button to stick it anywhere in the turn order like, oh, it's my turn now. Fuck you. Cool. Why wouldn't you uh, do that? In, in three and four, they go, okay, we need to we need to stop the player from just S-crafting through every boss. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. one, so one um bosses have phases where they re- regen some health and uh like buff themselves. So you want to be very careful about pushing them past like half health. You can't just dump on them. The second thing is they massively boost how long it takes a a character to come back from using that. Like it takes like three or four turn equivalents. Mm. Which is fine. Aggro, I've barely used S-Crafts in Trails into Reverie. I am beating things to death so ruthlessly. I feel bad for them. It's Delicious. fucked up when I have Reen, who is level 180 now, because he's gone through five games full of bullshit. <laughs> Use one of his crafts, and it deals 80,000 damage to everything Christ. it hits. Christ. I realized I have a visceral reaction to Reen being brought up in content I'm in. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, he's talking about that character I keep hearing about. This is frustrating. <laughs> 
people trying to trick me to learn who Reen is. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty much done. I'm mostly done with the post game. I have like two floors of the post game dungeon left, and I have to watch some of the little scenes because the thing because uh, the thing Trails into Reverie does is you the budget dimension gives you these things called flashbacks, mm-hmm. which is just you you go back in time and ha- and and watch events that happen to other characters, like other than the main party. Mm. So I'll I'll do all of those and then I'll be done. And it'll be time for Spider Man Two. And Mario I was, Wonder. I was gonna say and Star Ocean too. Didn't didn't you say um you, you said it's probably your th- number three game of the year the the, the trails game. It, yeah, probably. That doesn't make any sense. Your top three came out this week: Spider Man Two, Super Mario Wonder, and Sonic Superstars. <laughs> I don't even know if I'll play Sonic Superstars this year. That game needs to go down in price uh, a lot. I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. They said it was on cap frame rate on PC, and now I need to I need to I need that. I need that in my blood. That that that's what I call a, a Black Friday game and a, if there's time before game of the year game. That's true. I could wait for like a Christmas Steam sale cuz while I do want to play the game and I really do. Uh-huh. Um it's obvious that maybe, you know, I might possibly we didn't even mention that Sara Linnae was on the fucking we didn't we were bad we didn't mention Sara Linnae was co-hosting the 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 Sonic Marathon that was great that was yeah. an awesome that she was, sat right here yeah she had her own chair in between Bob and myself she and stayed here the full 14 hours 14 and a half hours is insane which man I'm surprised she could deal with that I've I've seen online people just be like I have to and then you hear the windows log off sound <laughs> um that was great, but there's a chance I'll play that with Sarah Lene before the end of the year. So maybe I'll just, you know, you're right, Chris. Maybe I'll just wait. Maybe I'll wait because it's got to go on sale once. You would think Black yeah, Friday or a, Christmas. I, I feel like I should have waited. Nintendo game for uh, for Assassin's Creed because I I bought it and then Amazon yeah. took it so long to get get it to me. Yeah. I didn't have the time to play it. That's the part that's upsetting. Yeah, and then think about it: the amount of time you put into that at all. Could have been thrown into Silent Hope, even yeah. slightly. Yeah, or or, or more Disguise or, or anything more else. Disguise or anything else. It was rude. Have, have you opened it yet, Bob? I have. I played a little bit. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say you should have just returned it to Amazon and then bought it on sale. Yeah. What if you told them the disc was bad and then they sent Amazon, you a fresh one? Amazon I probably would be a. a- Amazon's okay with a lot. I know people who are just like, yeah, I steal from Amazon constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell I just tell them the package didn't come come back, and as long as you don't do that constantly, they never suspect you. That's not like as evil as that one guy I knew who's like, yeah, I sell stuff on eBay and then just never ship it. Yeah, that that is evil. That is literally evil. This I'm is t- Amazon. Who cares? <laughs> I think about that a yeah. lot. I think about that guy who's like, I sell stuff on eBay and then just not ship it to see if people notice. Like you're fucking evil. <laughs> yeah, a villain. What do you, what do you, how aren't people going to notice you're shipping to people, not companies? Dude, he did it multiple, he kept getting away with it. And then eventually he just had to delete his account so that way he wouldn't get in trouble. Yeah, some people just forget what they order. It happens. I mean, I was in the middle of moving and ordered the game Magus on PS3 and paid 50 bucks for it and it showed up at a house I no longer lived in. I ordered uh, the Mega 64 version 4.1, I think they called it, because they, they like Ava, did you know? Anyway. And because that took so long, like it was supposed to sh- it was supposed to go out in January. It took so long. It also showed up at that house I moved out of. 
and you can't rebuy that. Right. So I've been there in one specific moment in my life. You might notice this is the same story. But yeah, no, he he just prayed on that. Anyway. Yeah, that that that's all I got to say about that. It is it was a, it was great. Um it was so good. I am no longer mad at having to wait 2 years to play it for no reason. No, 3 years. I'm sorry, 3 years. Jesus. 3 years to play it. Oh, this was that one. Yeah. Yes, this, this was, was that, that one? one. Well, I'm glad it's great. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I I'm really happy. I I was I it took me a long time to even open it cuz I was still 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 so sour. I'm like, fuck you. Why'd you do the two PSP games you didn't even fucking dub before this one, you assholes, that, the, that you then sold separately for $40 each? Yeah. And I, and I have not played those. I specifically was like, fuck you. I know that one of the three main characters in this is the main character of those two games. I will go in without knowing what happened in those two games. Go fuck <laughs> yourself. And guess what? I managed fine. What? You didn't need to know every bit of information? No way. You know, I'm going to drop this bomb here. Multiple times in the last couple of weeks, Tosh has told the story of how she watched season two of Code Geass mm -hmm. without seeing season one, and she was fine. Wow. She yeah, was like, just, there was a moment in season two where I thought I should go back and watch season one to get context for this, and then I was like, uh, turns out I didn't need to. Turns out that was fine. I didn't need that. <laughs> For my recollection, season two sucks, so. <laughs> See, every time she tells this story, my brain goes... Isn't this the story where she then goes season two sucks? No, wait, that's Bob's story. Her story is about not seeing season one first. Anyways, season does that make you think thoughts, viewer, listener? Fill it out in the comment section. Fill your fucking feedback form there. Yeah. Like, the thing is that we're, we're of the age where we're built different, where we just had to buy the games that was at the store because the internet was internet shopping wasn't really a thing yet. Right. And digital distribution wasn't really a thing yet. So a lot of times... I bought games without playing the first one, and I'm like, oh, I figured it out. It's like, yeah. And then that made oh. me more interested in going back eventually because I'm mm -hmm. like, well, I want to know exactly what happens and how it lined up with what's in my head. So, so you should start Twin Peaks with Firewalk with me, right? The movie? No. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> But yeah, people people get into arguments about this franchise, and I think the best way to think of it is just think of it like Star Trek. Uh huh. Like I to I told Agro, watch Deep Space Nine. Will characters from the next generation show up in it? Sure. Will they reference things that happened in in uh, TNG? Sure. Do you need to watch TNG first? No, not really. All right. No, you don't need to watch TNG first. You need to only watch TNG. <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> from where I'm standing it is. Yeah, have you even seen much of Deep Space Nine? I've seen enough to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't. That's bullshit. You leave me alone. I'm just going to turn here towards my TNG Blu-rays. Go get the, the Deep Space Nine Blu-rays. No, that's your job. My job we is to own the good content. We, we need to get Dan Gold Ducat pilled. No, you can't because I'm too... For, this is... Uh, so, the reason I made the joke about Firewalk with me, I bought all of Twin Peaks, uh huh, uh, except for Firewalk with me, which is fine because that goes between seasons two and three, so I can watch the one and two, right? And that should because they're long episodes be enough time to buy for me to wait for Firewalk with me to go on sale. And for anyone who doesn't know, I've never seen a fucking episode of Twin Peaks, so this is going to be a moment, now, right? 
Now, Dan, I need you. Once you watch Twin Peaks, uh huh, you have to stream Deadly Premonition and put and keep bringing up the fact that Swery said he didn't know what Twin Peaks was when he made that game. <laughs> Do I also need to put a ding sound on this stream deck? <laughs> Ding. Because it, honestly, that's what my brain's going to feel like every time. I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy just loves coffee. <laughs> I, he loves coffee and cherry pie, possibly. Who knows? <laughs> his face totally doesn't look fucked up in Monstrous compared to every other character because they had to change his face model from one that looked way too much like Agent Dale Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. By the way, I believe it was Nosebleed on Twitter. It's like, oh, cool. That Twin Peaks has an iconic character, a role, second best appearance of person who was in Commando. You remember the short dude in the big suit that sort of had those like uh, Todd Howard vibes? Yeah, in Commando, oh, the, guy, kind that, of the guy that Arnold drops off the cliff. Yes. yes. So that actor is in Twin Peaks, and they just post the picture, and I'm like, what have I gotten into? Why'd you have to call him Todd Howard? He really does look exactly like Todd he Howard. Does. I don't know if I said that in that review. I don't think you got it out. No. That's all I could think when I saw this guy. I'm like, oh, God, all I can hear is he has 16 times the graphics. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't put any pictures in that episode. But if you had said that, I would absolutely have made a comparison. <laughs> You're like, it's time. We need Todd Howard. So but I have the- to wonder if his performance in Twin Peaks also makes me think of Todd Howard or... Because it's the part of it's the suit. I feel like part uh-huh. of it is that suit. Since, we'll since we're talking about Todd Howard, look at Todd Howard and then look at Michael Bay. Just put them next to each other. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. I don't have to look it, at Michael Bay again to get that. Yeah. Michael Bay looks like his cartoon. Like in a cartoon, he would be Todd Howard's older brother. Yes, exactly. He look, he totally looks like his older brother. Bob's <laughs> Bob's looking this up right now. He's doing some research. We're going to get Bob's live reaction to seeing Michael Bay. <laughs> I can kind of see it. Especially, some of he shots extremely. Yeah. It's like a Chad version of him. It's weird. I mean, it's, it's even funnier because they look more like they could be brothers than you and your brother because your brother actually looks like Jeremy Parrish from the YouTube channel. Jeremy Parrish. He does look like that. He does look. He'd be looking like that. <laughs> but i'm done talking about trails oh okay great wait does that mean oh fuck i I think it does oh shit Uh, oh fuck yes that's right the pod lords oh no pod lords Yes, that's right. The Podlords. Podlords such as BN12, Ely Broyles, Bountiful Blessings to you all. Thank you. Uh, Red Blaze 27, Suzu Shiro, Rado, Wanted to Run Shades of Wonderful Remastered. I'm losing it over the words being changed around there. I'm like, wait a minute. Not wonderful. What a one shade. How long? Wait. WTF Spider-Man. Bum, 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 bum. Out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I like spam. 
I don't know. I think the new King Kong game looks great. <laughs> that cartoon looked better. <laughs> it did! Actually. DFW3K. Come on. Do the funniest thing possible. Dog. Oh, so cute. Nice. Look at him. Look at this dog. He's perfectly ball-shaped, too. <laughs> I'm hearing the Metroid Metroid 2 music already. Just roll it around like that. Uh-huh. Kristen. Robot wife guy, Juice of Frost. Kyle Bjork. It's not Schrodinger's cat. It's just Charlie. My Oshi continues to do cool things. <laughs> Cooper Tank. I have no idea what song this is supposed to be, so I'm just going to say Kakakaria. Shoot a laser? Yes, that's when he goes Krakow and shoots a laser into the rock cliff. I believe in Sharon's supremacy. Based on everyone's reaction last week, they don't. So I don't. Fight it in the comments. Indigo Sykes. Gaijin. Bowser, when he sees Elephant Peach, jokes on you! I'm into that shit! Spider Raccoon! Yes! Oh my god. Look at him! <laughs> well done. That's so intense. This is like my colorized, uh, what was it? Oh, what's the name of the, the guy who put that the Flintstones with? Honeymooners. This is like my colorized Honeymooners Flint Flintstone oh my emote. Where you just go, I could just add color. I, the, just the way that you've drawn the, the the net on him, like he's Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man. Oh yeah, that that's movie suit webbing. He's like sealed in. And they <laughs> he say, can't move. a hero will save us. <laughs> he can't move. <laughs> His legs are stuck like that. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Shinji16 wants you to check out Astria, a recently released deck-building roguelike with dice instead of cars. Demo on Steam. Bob Scott during that. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim takes off. Looks so good, and it comes out on my birthday. So happy. Happy birthday. Oh, God, that comes out in like a week, doesn't it? Uh, I'm just going to keep my head close? down and not think of it. The Supermim. Two absolute tricksters appear on your front door. <laughs> Whether there be a trick or treat, only time will tell. Oh, that is immaculate. Jesus. Am, oh, that is so good. Please DM me the actual edit. You'll be an icon. I, man, I don't know how you edited aggro into that fursuit. <laughs> oh, they just sent the fursuit to aggro and said, hey, can you uh, take this picture? <laughs> okay, aggro, I need, I need your opinion right now. What candy spares someone from getting egged? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm easy to please, so, so anything that isn't like hard fruit flavored translucent bullshit <laughs> or those peanuts see my brother loves circus peanuts so really? i would always collect them interesting huh, I, it, all you got to do is give me even is give me a reese's and, and you're spared oh yeah anything oh, peanut yeah. butter that's oh, the stuff. Yeah. oh yeah 
Sarlene, Timothy Fester, Bearded Joe, Pleochrome, Crunkle Spum, Saber, but smug? <laughs> Is this from that game? Because I now really need to play it. Yes. yes. Holy shit. Uh, my understanding is... My understanding is one of the core mechanics of that game is Saber sees some shit and just runs off and you have to chase them. Yes, I brought that up yeah. when I was talking about it before. Just most of it should follow her. That's She's going to try and buy something. You have to tell her no. <laughs> I think I watched an anime like that recently, Bob. <laughs> Epic cut battles of history. Dante Inferno Man versus Mobius and begin. Look. <laughs> It's, it's first of all, it's in. It's always gonna be in. Nobody, yeah. nobody can compare. That's what I told them too. They showed up to our stream and they're like, "Do you think this could compete with N?" And I'm like, "No. <laughs> that dude's an elemental. It's like, can you be on more on fire than a fire elemental?" <laughs> I love Bloodborne, Gigaboots. I love Bloodborne. My review of Lies of P. <laughs> Fair. That game's oh. done really well too. <laughs> oh no! It's and I, I I spent a few days looking at this. I hope I can fucking remotely say it. Oh no! It's Hachi Karyak. What? It's Hachiak Karya. No. Hachikariak. What could Ouch. his plan to eradicate the Podlords be? Oh. Okay, everybody, we got to power up and attack him after he does his big attack. That's the only time his force field is down. I, I need to see this, but okay, we, drawn even worse. We we need him to execute his plan, and then afterwards, he'll be weak. <laughs> okay, dude, any is, day now. <laughs> is this like a DBZ-style fusion, or did he slice that guy's face off and is wearing it as a mask? That, that may have been his plan. <laughs> Noodle leaves his last week as Podlord for a bit with an attempted meme. I don't know. I don't think there was an image for this. If there was, I missed it. Whoops. Anyway. Oh, no. Yeah, I, uh, I, I may have shot your last week. Oh, no. For this week of me getting people undead, unlucked, pilled, I'd like to direct your gaze to Shen in his thigh windows. Yeah, that's, yep. um... All right. Yeah. That's, we could have... We could have maybe zoomed just some brightness yeah, it, levels. Yeah, it, it, it is funny that that... It is funny that that dude's outfit is basically exactly like uh, Kasumi from Dead or Alive. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. It's true. I'd like to thank $70 Games for giving me a kick in the ass I need to play through my backlog. Now... With Podlord images, sometimes there's a quality level of, like, if I can't figure out what the image is, maybe it doesn't make it, but, uh, for the love of God, I had to include this because you Muzz. <laughs> Muzz. <laughs> you didn't at all look like at how this looked after you made it your image and that cracked me up so fucking hard. <laughs> I'm gonna assume it had games and a number, right? But I'm left to guess at both of these. It could have been James. 
<laughs> this could be an image of the AVGN and I do not know. <laughs> Wait a backlog you have there. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> Saber. Go on. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Former Duck High Keys. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's the newest one for that, that show that doesn't seem to be airing, but it had an OVA um, special. Is that a side? Yeah, that show that doesn't seem to be airing? This was uh, originally, originally, in the original draft of Fate Stay Night, Saber was a guy. Like, and then eventually in Fate Grand Order, they're just like, we're putting the weird prototype versions of these characters in. So Ooh. then, so that's who this is. Cool. Back when he was Kai Kiske. Yeah, it's right. And they updated Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 to work offline, but only on Steam Deck. Oh. Yeah, that's weird. Hmm. Thank you very much, you Podlords! Thank you, Podlords. Thank you, Podlords! Thank you, Podlords. And if you'd like to become a Podlord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two monthly anime review podcasts, wherein we review all of Bleach and a Pokemon movie every month. Also, that one features Shibuya Gato. That's true. Uh, you also get extended bits and bobs that are left on the cutting room floor, you know, behind the scenes stuff when indeed such things exist. You also fund a show every month, either a public show where we watch a bad thing and then have to talk about it, and, patron, and patrons get an exclusive commentary track for that bad thing. Or a private show where we watch a good thing and then watch and You get to vote on what good thing we watch. Everybody brings one movie. And you get to vote on what, whose movie gets watched and we discuss it. Last one of those was Commando. Which is uh, delightful. <laughs> and apparently surprisingly relevant for me to watch Twin Peaks. <laughs> yes. Uh, and if you don't have any money... Oh, you all, oh, I forgot the biggest benefit. You also get the benefit of the, the movie Isolation 119. This is not a joke. It is a full movie. You can only get it through access to our Patreon, and you're going to want that pretty soon. Because boy, oh boy, is Isolation 119 going to become relevant again very soon. Uh, that's patreon.com slash podcast. And if you don't have any money, it always helps us immensely to tell your friends, rate us on Thursdays, rate us with a T on your podcast app of choice. And like and comment on YouTube if you listen that way. That's patreon.com slash GB podcast. I uh, heard we got a little bit of news, like a little baby news. Yeah. Um, speaking of a, a, little. a little a little bit of a baby thing, okay? Uh, <laughs> let me go ahead and uh, start our news segment with uh, Intel notionally <laughs> <laughs> launched a new line of processors. Have have you heard? No. It's called the 14th series, so it's the Intel 14th gen CPUs, guys. It's literally the same processors. Oh, literally. Oh, it is it is great. Uh you should watch the Gamers Nexus video if you're going to watch anything on it because at one point he goes the 14900K uh, got a performance gain of 0.00693472%, making it the longest number in a gamer's Nexus slide. <laughs> 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 uh, 
They literally launched a new generation that is the same architecture, the same fab process, the same everything. It's just a different number on the box. Isn't that the same video where he's like, I, he keeps saying 13 on accident and then says, well, it doesn't matter. They're the same thing. Yeah, he's intentionally <laughs> fucking it up over and over. And he's like, the 13900, well, it's not, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it is intense how not trying this is. So for people who don't know, in the world of gaming, there's only one line of CPUs you should entertain if you have the means, and that's the X3D CPUs from AMD. They have a large thing of memory slapped directly onto the CPU, an absurd amount, so that way games run better because games are very different from productivity software and other things. The performance on these are so good that not the most recent generation, which didn't even come out that recently, mm -hmm. but the generation before that, which came out, I believe, early 2022 at most recent, probably older than that. That 5000 series X3D CPU from AMD is outperforming Intel's latest, almost all of it in almost every game for gaming, that old CPU. So they're just getting trounced. And Intel, just for the sake of their investors and everything else, needs to be like, here's our new, we have a new CPU, please care. I love that for the rest of time, the, every CPU chart from Gamers Nexus, like for at least the next six years, you assume, mm -hmm. will have these two entries next to each other that look identical. Because historically, they need to be like, well... Someone might have a 13900 and be like, well, right. how good is it compared to my CPU? And they don't know just as good as it is compared to the 14900. Uh, but they're getting trounced. It's bad. It's dire. And it's like, oh, this is Intel. Oh, man, this, this is rough. You're having a rough week. You just announced this and it looks terrible. And it's maybe you could make the argument that their mid range, they gave you a better deal. Okay. Did they? The 14700 does perform better than the 13700. But that's because they put a better CPU in the box. It's not a. It's not really a different. Did did the price go down then? Well, it's the same price, so it's. But then you have to think. You you've been able to get like that best CPU in the world for gaming for a really low price for a while now because it's been going on sale and it's been just cheaper in general. Uh huh. Because they don't have to stick as much execution hardware on it because the memory increases the performance of all the pre-existing shit that much. So this was bad enough. The next day, AMD's like, oh, by the way, Threadripper's back. Pro platform. Here's the details on that. That'll launch later. And I'm like, guys, come on. They're already dead. <laughs> but it was pretty erotic. They were like, yeah, 96 cores on a high-end desktop processor. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Gamers Nexus even made the joke of, you know, if an old enough game's programmed for it, you could you could store the whole game. You could run the whole game off of cache memory because there's so much on those CPUs. It has so hundreds it, it, of megs. Is, is this going to be a thing where no game ever made actually takes advantage of it and somehow makes them run worse? Um, no, because with the uh, with the X3D CPUs, it literally just games run better because games, as you may as you may be aware, games are interactive. And because of that interactivity, that constant interactivity, they aren't as predictable as most software. So that's why slapping what they call the 3D V-cache onto the CPU makes performance that much better. You might, if you'd listen to Big Think to mention, recall me over the last year, year and a half being like, the next-gen consoles will have, have that 100%. Like, because 
you can sit here and on these charts from Gamers Nexus, look at how much voltage is going, how much wattage is going into each CPU, mm -hmm. the 3D cache ones and the fucking Intel top of the line. And it's like they're performing uh, roughly the same 3D caches better in most situations and Intel's better in a couple. And it's like 300 watts are going into the Intel. 96 are going into the AMD. That's how much more efficient. I'm like, hey, that sounds like a perfect fit for a console. Where yeah. they don't want to, you know, you're not going to get a 600-watt console. That's just not going to happen. Um, so anyways, Threadripper Pro platform is great. If you know what that means, there you go. Uh, Intel launched fake CPUs. That's the CPU news of the week. We're moving on. Great. Uh, we're moving on to other news hyper-specific interests might be interested in. PSVR 2 hacking update. I'm a patron Ooh. of the IVRY person who is doing who's done in the past hacking headsets to work on steam vr this week they have uh via their device which they have a they're calling it the dp ox and there's a hyphen in between it's a little board that sits between the pc and the psvr2 to trick the psvr2 into working because sony literally put an hdcp and other steps to keep the headset from easily working on pc which is why this update is day 243 of working on this uh-huh um, it's working on AMD C, uh, GPUs. Crazy. It's guys, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's working on AMD GPUs on both Linux and Windows. NVIDIA GPUs aren't working yet. And he made that update earlier this week. I believe it was Monday, mm -hmm. Wednesday. And I contacted NVIDIA, gave him access to uh some head mounted display drivers and things <laughs> so now there is really good hope for nvidia so what i'm saying is if you're sitting there thinking do i really want to get a psvr2 i have a ps5 but i'm not sure you know i need it to work on my pc if you have an amd gpu that 100 will happen you will probably you will almost definitely have to buy that uh dp ox board mm -hmm. but that's definitely happening nvidia is looking incredibly likely because of this new access so that's great because i'm not sure if you guys knew or not but man the psvr2 is a hell of a lot better than a metaquest 2 and in many ways uh, seemingly based on uh first first-hand accounts uh, better than a metaquest 3 in a lot of ways right so if it could do double duty or single duty if you really want because it's more comfortable like the mm -hmm. head strap on the PSVR 2 is more comfortable than even the latest Quest. Yeah, of course. Maybe pick one up because what's going to happen is the moment the doors are fully open on this shit and there isn't a major shortage of like DP aux boards manufactured by whoever, which it's also a build it yourself thing, allegedly. Um, we're going to have a supply problem. <laughs> That's going <laughs> to happen. Uh so there you go. There's the second bit of uh, hyper-specific interest news. Now for the last in the trifecta of hyper-specific news. Analog, the people who brought you the Super NT, the Analog Pocket, the Mega SG, which are FPGA consoles capable of playing real cartridges of retro video games. Some might describe it to people who are familiar with the Mr. as the proprietary Mr., they are the Nintendo of FPGA consoles in as much as they make a real console for you to play it on. The Mr. is not that. <laughs> they announced the Analog 3D. It's an N64. With 4K video output. 
It is weird they just call it the 3D because that might make you think it's like it would also do PS1 or yeah. Sega Saturn, right? Yes, it is weird that they did that. Yeah, and there are N64 ports on the front of the thing, so yeah, yeah. You think they do anything that insinuates more about the 64, right? This instead of well, 3D, their marketing, mm-hmm. their marketing leans into that though. They're like 64 bits of delicious FPGA. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Mega 64 would sue. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call it sexy 64 that's our thing <laughs> um I, how do i put this we have no idea what it's gonna cost it's coming out in 2024 um the worst part of this device hands down is that the motherfucking thing doesn't support the open fpga platform for you to make your own cores or download cores uh-huh. like the pocket does Right. So that was just a one-time thing for the pocket. Right. Their previous platform. That because that's the latest thing still. So. Uh-huh. Because they never shipped that PC engine turbo graphics thing. It's not real. They actually did acknowledge that. They did? They did. Incredible. As insane as that is, they finally acknowledged that. Um and then they announced their their controller, which they didn't want to show all of for some reason. But it's like just imagine roughly something like this but you replace the right analog stick with an A and B. So uh-huh. that way it's an N64 approximate thing in a normal shape. Normal, he said, buying into the media. <laughs> Ideas of beauty. <laughs> um, Why even bother if you don't make a new Trident? What's the problem? No, Persona Sama actually <laughs> is... This is a Twitter artist, Persona Sama. Very adamant that it needs the Trident. <laughs> if it's it's not, you're not playing the N64 if it's not the Trident. <laughs> it's good to be correct. <laughs> um, look, I'm going to be honest. The way the analog systems tend to go is they're going to ship. They're going to be glitches. They're probably going to fix most of them within a year. Uh-huh. But most of the catalog will work. Probably, if not, you know, certainly, but in my opinion, probably. But you buy a Mister, and I'm also a patron of the guy who's making the N64 core for the Mister, and that is coming along fast. We're going to be doing a retro roulette of sorts in the next week to check that core out, to put it through the ringer. Because apparently you and I do better (laughs) fucking QA testing on retro video games than anyone who makes a product in that industry. Because of the amount of times I've been like, you said 100% compatibility. What the fuck? In a just world, I could sue you frame one and win. Right. Like, let me boot this. Oh, look. A game didn't work. <laughs> um, that core is coming along. And the Mister is able to do so much more than just the N64. It can already do the PS1, the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, the Game Boy. The, the, so many of our retro game streams are powered by the Mister. Yeah. It's such an effective and flexible thing. It is such an important part of our kit. It mooted thousands of dollars of investment and so many headaches and video workflow and other things. I cannot recommend highly enough just getting a Mister. It's not yeah, cheap, it's- but... It's not cheap, but it's if you care about retro games and you you're like I either I want to play them close to accurate, like I I'm too good for emulators. Mm-hmm. It's it's a no brainer. Or if you just want to play them on your fucking big TV, you don't want to 
You yeah, don't have to set your, your, your PC, yeah, yeah. PC up there or anything. Mm -hmm. And something that basically works 99% of the time with these cores. Mm -hmm. Like the only thing in all the things I played on the Mister that didn't work was Star Tropics until I patched the ROM because Star Tropics is weird and fucked up. Yeah, they intentionally have a anti-piracy thing in it. Right. Um, uh, yeah, and, I can't... And, go ahead. And, like, it might have Saturn compatibility someday. Somebody's working on a Saturn core. Yeah, and it's uh, working on some games, barely. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we need to believe it's, Saturn is too cool to let be left behind. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Panzer Dragoon is one of the coolest, most beautiful games ever, and it deserves a better remake, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's It's so sad that we didn't get like we should have gotten a remake of panzer dragoon that got like orta fidelity oh yeah that would have been absolutely beautiful um but it's a two-hour game what can you do they can't they feel like they can't sell that now but i really can't recommend the mister enough uh, for people who are emulation heads who are just like i already have an emulator what's the point of a mister um so the latency is like basically completely identical to the original console. So now lag's not an excuse. Mm -hmm. I mean, problem. Definitely not excuse. Problem. And um, it has all sorts of other things like sound emulation ends up very accurate on it. In other cases, it wouldn't like emulators. Mm -hmm. You can, in fact, for our Sonic stream, I specifically and hopefully it saved the settings because I did this the day before and hit save settings, but I didn't recheck the day of. Um you can set what Genesis model you want it to sound like. And I grew up with the model too. So I set it for the model too. Um, it's really great. It's so helpful. And I never expected to get an N64 core. That is insane that that's happening. I'm glad to be a patron of the person doing it. They're doing God's work. They really are. Cause I love the motherfucking N64, <laughs> but it only has 600 games. Uh, less than that was it 400 i think it was 400 something it's i thought like it was 380 five... okay yeah that sounds right it has a baby uh, amount see, of games like i was sitting here thinking when they announced it, i'm like is there anything like mario 64 as a pcd compilation mm -hmm. ocarina does and majora will soon also mm-hmm so I guess there's Paper Mario, which also has a decompilation announced that isn't out yet. Right, and Banjo-Kazooie has a decompilation that might be out by now. I don't know. But And also, Banjo-Kazooie's on Xbox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's but true. Yeah, I, I always think of the other stuff, like the Goemon games, Sin and Punishment. Yeah, it's really cool. I was thinking of Goemon, Sin and Punishment, Quest 64, because I'm a sicko, um, Pilot Wings. Yeah, for me, it's Pilot Wings, Blast Core, Mario 64. Um, oh, shit. That was the top three, so everything else is hard to... Uh, Star Fox 64. Yeah, Star Fox. Uh, Star Wars Rogue, Rogue Squadron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know if these games will work, but we'll find out. Right, exactly. And it's in development. The guy's constantly working on it. He <laughs> does so many really helpful, insightful updates on the Patreon. No, I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah sorry that's how it works the dude just wrote his name as the patron channel name yeah, at that, so at that I'm, point you're doomed i'm like he could be this guy but i don't know because i'm a patron of too many people who just put their name <laughs> but yeah highly recommend the mister the analogs 3d is gonna exist 
there's gonna be FOMO. Uh huh. Try to try to try to hold out. Right. Try to just wait and see. But that's it for my news, Doctor Agro. What have you written here, and why? So I would like to tell you the story of an anomalous event. It was reported in a tweet uh, <laughs> from Matt Piscatella, the executive director and video game industry analyst at Circana, which is formerly NPD Group. I think they merged with a company called I and I and became Circana. They are a retail industry trend machine like they partner with a bunch of retail stores who give them their sales numbers and they make the charts uh in perusing some of the data he found that somewhere in the united states last september spooky music place <laughs> at a physical retail location uh-huh someone was able to legally purchase a new wii u for $299.99. Did it. We finally sold it. Wow. It was sitting in the back room. This is absolutely a game. I was like, this was my game stuff. No. <laughs> it, it, uh, see. One, I could see it being Bob's GameStop. It was just sitting in the back. I could see it being a Walmart where they just didn't give a shit and just right. never took anything off this. Uh, I don't know if I've I think I've mentioned this on con on uh, content once before. My Walmart had a PS had one small tiny area. It was like a, a glass video game case on an end cap, but in the very back of electronics that had PS1 <laughs> games into 2012. That's Jesus. awesome. They're not good ones, of course. Right. <laughs> no, they weren't. I checked every time. Like maybe I didn't look close enough. Maybe there's some there's some actual gym in here in the back. I can't see it. Oh yeah, around or, that same or, time, I was finding VHSs at a Kmart. Yeah, <laughs> or it was, or it was some shit like, well, well, Agro, that's just being a Kmart. If you take a DVD into a Kmart, it becomes a VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or like a Big Lots or one of those overstock retailers where it's like mm -hmm. we just get shit right. that nobody wants right like what's great about this is like Pis piscatelli ain't naming names but every time i found this story all the comments were i worked at x retailer and their shit so it was probably them <laughs> yes because if i if i recall correctly nintendo was like we're shutting down the wii u send them all back yeah <laughs> fantastic <laughs> Thank you, Agro, for the haunting tale. <laughs> uh, let's do Bob next. I want. Sure. I want. We want something less spooky. And Chris's news is too spooky. So, a new game announced. It was announced this week. Okay, called Babylon X. Not related to Babylon's Fall, surprisingly. Is it? Is, is that surprising or is, is it, it surprising or is it not related? Is this surprising? I don't think anything related to Babylon's Fall will ever appear again. I think Probably we're safe. Probably not. I yeah. Think we're safe. Unless, unless Platinum goes really out in the woods. <laughs> Square Enix is like, oh, wait, didn't we say we'd stop this? Oh, I've done it again. I let some third party studio make a thing with no oversight. <laughs> um, but this is a new game from a studio that's made up of. A bunch of other developers that all left these other studios. Studio Flying Wild Hog, Saber Interactive, Allocat Games, and My.Games. All people left from these studios informed Mighty Boy Studio. What? 
They I are did not read that name until after you said it. They are making it an action RPG that the trailer looks incredibly fake on. Please go watch this. Yeah, go check this trailer out. It hey, will... Bob, when's this game coming out? Uh, it's coming to consoles and PC. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> right? Um, like, like, even if you don't watch it, listen to it. Because it looks fake as shit. Yes. But there are line reads in this that sound like Xavier Renegade Angel. Yes! I. These aren't Chinese companies. I thought when I watched the trailer that uh, surely this is just, oh, they paid some voice actors who could speak English and that was their own qualification. Mm -hmm. But now it's just like, maybe it was AI. I don't know. Uh, the name again is Babylon X. Uh, I also, they released like a fact sheet about the game. Of course, it's an action RPG with where your choices matter and a big world to explore and all this other nonsense. But one of the dots, one of the hyphens on here for what's in the game is the Grava Orb. It's G-R-A-V-I. Oh, like Gravity Orb? Yeah. But they shortened it to Gravi Orb? Yes. Uh, and then the, the description of it has me convinced this is just the Half-Life 2, like, um, a gravity gun. Bob, do you think so someone would play a watershed moment in gaming and completely <laughs> not understand the appeal of the moment? I, I need to know if this is an insane thing to think. 17 years later. Right. <laughs> is, is it just me, or does the guy in this trailer look like they tried to make him look like Kevin Sorbo? One moment. He has a little bit of that energy. It's what? really weird. He his visual style clashes with everything else in the game, and everyone's eyes look incredibly wrong. Okay, we're. I'm gonna try to find a picture of him. <gasps> that was. <laughs> That's a good freeze frame. <laughs> okay, we're taking this full screen, so that way this is you know immortalized. Let's let's go over to the full screen mode. Chat. Hmm. <laughs> Viewers. That is mega side eye. I, I, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. This face needs to go in the thumbnail. I have to go back. We have to go back. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> There's like such sadness in his eyes too. Like yeah. he's supposed to be doing a sassy face, but all I can hear is that if nothing matters, then why does it hurt so much? <laughs> all around me familiar No, face. no, I said Kevin Sorbet. Who's Kevin Sorbo? We got this guy. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, so this might show up on a big thing category. Right. I feel like we just might have one that fits this game. Sweet Christ. Yeah, it's a lot. I, this this trailer is filled with a lot of moments like, what do you mean this is the same game? There's yeah, a, of course, th that's just an iconic part. There's a part of this where he is like crouch walking beyond, under laser grids. Like he's trying to avoid being spotted by. Like. And then he rides a speeder from Star Wars. <laughs> I, it's it's got everything. <laughs> There's a lot of side eye in this trailer. What is with that? Uh, they can't animate faces. <laughs> yeah, animating necks is real hard. So we're just gonna have a Batman turn and do a lot of eye movement. 
this is a lot. Okay, well, you know, get excited. This might leave more of an impact than Immortals of Avium. Maybe. Hey, if they ship a whole game. If they do. If they ship a whole game that if, has this energy for every cutscene, I will enjoy it so much more than Immortals of Avium. <laughs> Fair. Uh, other games were announced this week, though. Oh, okay. They might well, actually release, unlike this one. Which, uh, oh boy. Uh, there is going to be an RPG maker for the Switch. It is called oh, yeah. RPG Maker With. All capital W I T H. Go is on. It an acronym? I don't know. Uh, allegedly, more info is coming out uh, today, but it wasn't up yet by the time I saw this. Okay. So we don't know anything about it other than it's going to be on the Switch, and you can make RPGs on the Switch and share content, share share both development content and full games and it, with people. And that's so crazy. I figured that this sort of thing, the time it should have come out was probably like a year or two ago. Yeah. Like, when, for the Switch's timeline. Right. But they're they're not afraid of shipping these things really late. No, like RP, like that's how, that would make sense for a regular video game. Like if this was made by a bigger developer or something, but uh -huh. RPG Maker guys seems just, we release whenever we want. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when are we launching We Play Your RPG Maker RPGs? Oh, no. Da, 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 da. Uh, we also heard about Pedal Crash 2 this week. Pedal uh, Crash. Pedal Crash, which for people know, don't know, it's got like a uh, pixel art, art style and it's a versus puzzle game in the, in the same field as like a Tetris attack, but a different mechanics, obviously. But the idea of having two different puzzle screens going at once and you combating each other. I like that Tetris Attack is your favorite reference for that. It's like, I think there's more popular ones like Tetris. Puyo Puyo. And Puyo Puyo, yeah. <laughs> Both of those have versus mechanics. Yeah, it feels like Tetris I never go to first because Tetris has a normal game mode to Tetris instead of the versus mode, where these other ones are just versus Oh, modes. they're just battling. They're ah, just battling. Yes, that's yeah. true. But Tetris Attack also has a normal mode. Where I you're just, battling. No. What? Yeah. I just don't play it. Weird. Yeah. Sorry. I tricked you. <laughs> but that's not the main mode, though, right? Uh, depends on the version. Okay. If we're talking the very original version, it's hard to define what the main mode is because there are so many. But the story is in the battling mode. Okay. But that's not even the top option. Oh. Mm. Yeah. That, that does make it weird. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Puzzle games. They used to have like eight modes every time. And <laughs> oh. you're like, oh, man. Two of these are completely worthless, and three of them are going to get like backburnered constantly to this one cool mode. Uh huh. So, Pedal Crash Two, if I remember correctly, the first one was made uh, published by Galaxy Trail. Is I believe that... this one is too. Okay, cool. Uh, you got any other details? They are going to start a like crowdfunding campaign on Backerkit. All one word. Yeah, all one word. Starts early next year, and the game will have multi online multiplayer. There will be. <laughs> multiplayer <laughs> it's funny because the end of the trailer like they do a full regular trailer in the very end in text after they show the date and stuff they're like um there will be multiplayer <laughs> oh man the trailer literally has the energy of that joke i made yes of the kung pao thing they told they said there would be multiplayer there will be multiplayer <laughs> online um looks neat i think the art style is cool for this hell I yeah this. Isn't the original that, isn't pedal crash also kind of going for a game boy color art style i'm gonna look the it up first one was i don't think this one's going for that as much okay 
Um, yeah, the first one definitely is pulling the same colors, at least, even if it isn't strictly abiding. Yeah, it looks like some of these characters might have too many colors, but, or maybe it's just really, really nail. Yeah, okay, it looks like they're abiding by it. This will pass. <laughs> I'll look up Petal Crash too, though. Yeah, I think that it isn't Voxander from Voxander.gay. I believe she likes this game, or the original. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was a fan. And I was like, yeah, I've been meaning to play. And she's like, you should play. And I'm like, I'm dying. Great Crossroad Game of the Year, Vox, please. <laughs> so that's why I haven't played it yet, because it <laughs> popped up during that moment for me. Uh-huh. Uh, But um, it could be neat. I'll keep an eye on it. Maybe I'll try the original at some point. Uh, my next thing, mm -hmm. Lollipop Chainsaw Repop, um, now is no longer a remake, but instead a remaster due to fan demand. Hey, I hate language. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, what? That, that sounds a lot more like, oh, remaking a 7th gen game is actually really fucking hard. <laughs> yes. Let's take the scope down way down. Maybe we'll actually release this game. Maybe. I, I don't know. Having a change this big when the game's allegedly supposed to be out next year, and I could have sworn it was originally supposed to be out this year. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Is this game coming out? That no, and, and remember, nobody involved with the actual creation of Lollipop Chainsaw knew this was happening. It was just like, we have the rights. Like, oh, you, yeah, you did. But do you have the right? <laughs> yeah, that's why I was surprised to find out that it was a remake and not just a remaster. I'm so sick of this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to get in a time machine now. I'm going to pass some laws about what you can call shit. There was a point in time when these two words meant basically the same thing, and at some point it changed, and I don't like it. Fair. Stupid fucking I mean, connotations. I, I think it's closer to the meaning the same thing now, and that makes me insane. No. I constantly see people call remasters remakes and vice versa. Yeah, because it's a confusing delineation that appeared in some people's minds at some point along the way. Early on, it was just two different. I'm not having this conversation. I hate this. <laughs> well, they can't call them HD collections anymore because everything's HD. I know. Isn't that awful? They, what if they called it UHD collection? Then it comes out of the switch and they go, uh-oh. <laughs> I swear that happened once where they were like, we named a thing 4K, but we wanted to put it out on the Switch. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. This next bit of news. What is, yeah. Oh, I didn't even see this was the end of you. I assumed it was up there in Chris. <laughs> well, this will I make a you. great segue to the... <laughs> okay. okay who do you, who... What, what, what? What, Chris? What, 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 how are we going to do this? Bob say it. Yeah, uh, Phil Spencer was super non-committal non-committal about making uh, new games and old IPs, and now journalists are insane and think everything's going to happen and it's all real. Okay. Chris, it's Christmas 24-7 and they're going to remake Hexen in any <laughs> other game you can think of because Phil Spencer said let me see what he actually said. Uh, basically, uh, that he would, be, he would support, if a team wanted to revive an IP, he would support that if a team Unless with an Activision, else be doing. he specific, he even specified with an Activision. Some of the Activision people wanted to do a new entry in an old IP. I would be in support of it. And I'm like, unless they have something else to be making, like Call of Duty, which they do, so that won't happen. Right. Like and, I, 
<sighs> Go ahead. Go and, ahead. And that it would be neat if we were better about bringing our old franchises back. It would be cool if we could do that. It'd be like, cool if you could ship fucking anything, my man. I wish Xbox had a really good legacy of bringing back old franchises so that way this entire conversation could have a context that makes it sane. I, I loved going down in the comments for this uh, article on IGN and even the commenters there were pointing out like, this dude talks about mech assault every three years. I'm not <laughs> excited anymore. <laughs> that's, like, okay, that's I, funny. If, if Microsoft got fucking Banjo-Kazooie into Smash Brothers, a game that has sold 40 million copies and hasn't didn't move at all on that they're never gonna fucking do anything with anything yeah but maybe this time she won't pull the football away hey remember next month will be the two-year anniversary of phil spencer saying that legal emulation of older games would be based and he would like it if his console did that yeah like the uh... Will, will they bring back back compat now that they closed on activision they have all these other games they could add that are now legally theirs will they move it on that at all will they go here's a here's more because you know we said we wasn't but then we fucking bought half the industry <laughs> if, if they did that that'd be great yeah. i did the happiest i've been with my xbox series x is the back compat initiatives i i consistently go oh man i should play sonic unleashed because it's 60 frames per second once again I constantly go, I should play Sonic Unleashed because it's 60 frames per second. That's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> you could use that power to make anything exceptional. <laughs> so, hey, Chris, let's go to your news. You know which one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Microsoft and Activision have closed. Bobby Kotick will stay on, the in on until the end of the year slash financial year. To ensure the transition goes smoothly. Okay. Cool. Uh, Pete Hines is retiring from Bethesda. That that, that ba ba feels like it barely matters because the only reason he's notable at all is because he comes up on stage on Bethesda shows. He's like he doesn't have some big he, creative legacy. He's yeah, literally he's, a part of the marketing part. Right. Of Bethesda. He, he, he's, he's a marketing guy. It doesn't feel like much. Oh wow, that sounds redundant. Microsoft has a marketing division, and they're so fucking based in Bacon and Epic. I know because I had to read their YouTube community posts and watch their videos. Watch them really <laughs> God, it's, that's art, baby. I like how aggro's was better. This is art. Is oh my god. Anyway, go back to that big thing, game of the year or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's it's over now. It's done. Uh, okay. This is unrelated, but I thought it was really funny. Um. The IRS went through all of Microsoft shit and said, uh, you owe us some money. Uh, by oh. some money, uh, I mean $30 billion with a B, 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 billion. B -b billion? <laughs> Plus fines and interest. <sighs> to which Microsoft went, no, we don't. So uh, I, the IRS is going to spend a few years trying to wring whatever they can out of them on that. I assume Microsoft will at some point go can we give you half and you go away and i imagine the irs will probably say yes because that's how that tends to work wow but it's uh but uh <laughs> i just thought it was funny that microsoft blew 70 billion dollars on activision probably closer to 80 once you know marketing and the disruptions it causes on every level of the structure you know when they integrate a structure into another one everything gets disorganized and legal fees and 
PR and everything. It's just funny to have the government be like, oh yeah, 50 billion, please. Yeah. Yeah. Man, they didn't have to deal with real interest rates like normal people do, and they just d didn't pay $30 billion. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. How did corporations do such amazing things? What's up, Bob? I just, of course, the deal went through. Disgusting. I mean, yeah. It was Microsoft also signed so many fucky-wucky contracts that I honestly wonder if this shit's even going to be profitable before them anymore. Like, they signed away so many things. I mean, it was arguable whether or not it would be profitable before. You did that breakdown of how much buying them would have to earn them, mm -hmm. like, for years. And it was like, they have to successfully run the company at the same level for 70 years or something ridiculous. Yeah, I forget like, the number. Yeah. yeah, it was like, Activision isn't that profitable, guys. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's it, it's, it's over. It's done. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This is the world that we live did you know in. that uh on the interest rate did you know that uh apparently privately every company is praying for a recession because a recession would make the interest rate go back down no <sighs> mm -hmm. so yeah, so a lot so somebody's kind of like yeah i'm talking to executives they're all like gnashing at the teeth and trying as much as they can to engineer a recession because they need the interest rate to go down because their company can't fucking survive with the interest rate high they need this ability to borrow money endlessly for free or their company can't exist I wonder what should happen. It's a real mystery. Oh, I would say what should happen, but I think that might break a law because <laughs> I have a platform and this isn't a conversation we're having privately. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Hey, yeah, Chris, do you have any other news? <laughs> uh, so Bandcamp unionized, so Tim Sweeney fired every single person who... who half of Bandcamp who supported the union as they sold him. Fuck you, Tim Sweeney. You're despicable. Yep. Ugh. Literal subhuman. <laughs> I hope Epic fucking shit. collapses. Yeah. <sighs> they framed it in a really shitty way too. Like we, like a uh, half of our employees took the offers we gave them. A bunch of people said, you didn't fucking give everybody an offer. You gave half of people an offer and you seem to pinch the offer entirely on whether or not they were vocally supportive of the union. God. Isn't corporate consolidation great? It's... I wonder what the first, I wonder <sighs> what the first of those acquired Microsoft studios to get the ax will be. I bet it's double fine. I, yeah, I, I wonder how long until we start hearing the different parts of Activision that start getting worse. When, how long is it going to take? One year? It's funny because it's like, as much as you want to believe that's where it starts, I actually do think Chris's aim is a little bit more accurate of the Microsoft already owned studios start just I mean, bursting. All of those were already in shambles. I could, it wouldn't surprise me as the guys who made, uh, uh, God, that zombie game. Oh. Redfall? No. no. I mean, they're, no, the one that anyone knows oh, and cares State about. Oh, Decay. Yeah, State yeah. of Decay. I, if that place just closes down, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like, I, every feels, one of those. Yeah, that, I feel that like, actually, I yeah. feel like, start the timer right now. I am willing to bet before October 19th, 2024, there is either crushing layoffs in several of these studios or several outright get shut down. And I would say Double Fine and the State of Decay studio and the arcane that made redfall are all prime candidates for that 
Yeah, pretty much any of those ones they acquired before the big ones, the Activision and the Bethesda, I imagine they're all kind of on the chopping block. And I think Chris is on the right path with the sacrificial lamb that is the people who made Prey yeah. and Redfall. Absolutely. Because they would absolutely it, do that. I mean, most of that studio most of that studio is already gone. Like they already lost the talent. Mm-hmm. They shipped one they shipped the uh, inarguably the worst game this year, the most broken and pathetic game this year. Okay, so we're gonna set a bar. Here's my bar for it's so over with Microsoft, okay? Okay. The moment the coalition comes out and says we're working with a different studio for them to make the fucking game for us for gears that is when i'll be like it's all done it's over that if i hear that news microsoft is just completely terminal <sighs> yeah they're the only one of those studios they made themselves that it hasn't already become that and was like i don't think gears four and five are great games no i think those are the worst entries in the franchise we might even have a whole video that's about that. But good fucking God, if they say that, uh -huh. if they have, oh, we co-developed it with, fuck you. You have a studio, hire people. Never. <sighs> yeah. I see people in chat saying, what's the studio that put out the new Forza that's flopping? Oh, it's uh, the people who made Forza. Yeah, is, that's the fuck they're not saying. doing good. I haven't seen. Okay, so you need to keep in mind. You need to keep in mind that Digital Foundry cares about Immortals of Avium, but the only people I've seen care about the new Forza is Digital Foundry. So I don't know what that means because it means nothing other than it's a pretty game. I don't know what the community response to that Forza is. I haven't had time to try it out myself. I am excited to try it out. Reminder, that's the one that's directed by Chris Asaki. Fucking every time. I cannot remember the name of the PS2 shooter. Kill Switch. Such a bad name. That's the Kill Switch <laughs> guy. That was lead gameplay it, designer on Kill Switch and Gears of War. Yeah, yeah, did Gears of War. So, based on some things I saw during E3 that Microsoft wouldn't even put in their own main show, that game sounded like it had some exciting ideas. So, I'm interested. I'm really interested in that game. I don't see the swell of enthusiasm for it. No. Not, I, in fact, it feels like it kind of fell off the face of the earth. It feels like somehow they killed that franchise. It is Microsoft. They are able to do anything. As long as that, th that thing yeah, is killing it, a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It, it, it's so hard. Like Game Pass has made things so weird because it feels like Microsoft doesn't market their shit at all anymore because... Well, it's Game Pass. We're not going to get any sales anyway. Like, other than shit that does insanely well on PC, like Starfield, uh -huh. it it feels like they've just turned the marketing switch off entirely. Like, no. It's it's weird. I can't get a vibe for any of it. Um, I'm excited to try out that Forza. I hope it's really good. I hope it's really good. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if I'm cool. going to try it out on console or PC. I actually haven't watched any of the Digital Foundry videos because they put out a video before it came out where they were just talking about it then. And I'm like, okay, I watched this. Now I'm not interested enough to watch the video now that it's out. So I actually have no fucking clue how that is on PC, but I have a 4090. So if it's correct on PC, then right. That'd be the way to do it. Should be incredible. Um, 
Yeah, this is this is rough. All of this is rough. We we we, we got to move on. We got to move on. We got some okay. happy news now, right? No. Uh, so Frontier, the developers of F1 Manager, that's a uh -huh. PC game that is an F1 Formula One racer manager. Yeah. Uh, they've they've apparently have an unknown amount of staff have been laid off. Apparently, it's brutal. Hmm. Uh, and I was like. Why would they have to do that? Uh, Cause F one Manager twenty three sold really poorly, and then I was like, well, why did F three F one Manager twenty three sell so poorly? Cause last year they released F one Manager twenty two, dropped support after like two months with it all fucked up, and went fuck you. When you wrote this note, I thought you meant when they launched 20, 2023, they immediately stopped support for twenty twenty two. Not no two months. No, they later. stopped support for twenty two two months in. <sighs> Come on. Yeah. Like you can't do shit like that and and keep your audience. They will just leave. That happened. Double Fine did that too. I remember that they uh they 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 had some game that nobody that I can't even remember the name of because it was so irrelevant. It was in there. We're about we're we're dying. We're dying. Here's all these Kickstarter projects. Here's all these early access projects. We're fucking falling to pieces. It was in that I remember one of their early access things were like, uh, it's done. It's not actually done, but we're not working on it anymore. Fuck you. Matt OB in chat says the space base game they crowdfunded is. Yes, that it? It, was okay. the, it was that one. That, okay. That's the one where the head guy's head comes off and goes to other bodies, right? No, no, no. Okay. I know what you're talking I even, about. I don't I don't even know what Bob's talking about. Uh, that was that wasn't uh crowdfunded that was like a surprise reveal game oh, and it was okay. a little too late for anything to successfully Man, be crowdfunded. double fine sure made a lot of bullshit nobody's ever played headlander that's, thank you that's what i was oh, thinking of i didn't even know what that is so yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's rough by the way if you wondered why phil spencer is the title of another big think dimension that's why this week sucks. Yeah, they, almost nothing happened. So one of the most relevant things was when when Phil Spencer said some vague stuff about games coming back, and then a bunch of people bought it. Which I didn't. I didn't even like. I've been so busy this last week. I didn't even fucking go read it. I think I got subjected to. Oh, it was. I didn't even read the news directly. I read somebody explaining like, "Hey, corporate acquisitions are you know bad." Here's. You know, the, here's all these news headlines of exactly this pattern over and over, and their fucking replies would filled with hashtag not all corps, not all corporations. I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? You fucking dipshits. God, I'm built different. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah that's you, why I we. I mean, didn't. you're a Microsoft fan. You are built different. Something's wrong. <laughs> we saved money on your construction. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it just. I, I would have loved to have something uh, more cheerful in the thumbnail, which is why Kevin Sorbet may be making an appearance, <laughs> at least in the corner of the image. Who knows? Um, and I wish the title was funnier and about more optimistic thing, but barely anything happened this week. And what did sucked? Mecha Salt's coming back. Mecha Salt? Mecha Salt. The game we've had for years. Oh, the that's coming back now? Time. Yeah? Yeah, it's coming that's back. It's right now? Now. Now it's happening. I want to do a fake E3 conference where Bob like that is Phil Spencer. And that's the way he's delivering this news on stage. And you can hear me like off mic in the crowd right now. What? Yes. Right now. So it's on the store right now. Yes. No, no, it isn't. I'm looking at my phone. It isn't on the store. 
You lied! And then he leaves the state. <laughs> we're going to make a new StarCraft. Yeah, I saw people who were like, we're going to get a WarCraft and it's going to come out on Xbox. And I'm like, I mean, the, that's technically possible, but I don't know what characteristics the, the <laughs> wow, patterns here you see that for would... a fucking console RTS. That would be right? such a great, great fucking successor to StarCraft or WarCraft. Hey, it worked out great for um, the people who made Age of Empires when they made that really cool Halo RTS, right? Yeah, that definitely wasn't the last game they ever got to make. You know, I, I would be less bitter if it didn't that happened and then the Fable studio being shut down after being forced to make a terrible online uh -huh. thing. Because once again, Microsoft forbade them from making a Fable. Yep. So anyway. But it's okay, we got new Battletoads and it was great. I keep wanting to play that Mickey Mouse game made by the Battletoads devs, and I'm like, this is a reach even too hard for chat. <laughs> like, normally I could get chat to sign on for a stream where they're just like, oh, yeah, mind jack. Yeah, okay. And then I'm like, but wait a minute. What if that Mickey Mouse game made by the Battletoads devs? And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with your brain? I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of people say do it. There are quite a few do it's in chat. I thought it was just me. I genuinely thought I was the only one who was like, oh, we need to know. We need to know what's up with this Mickey Mouse game. As I understand it, you, there's no like, it's 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 shaped like a traditional video game, but you don't take damage or die or something. Like it's really, really kid friendly. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of scared because it might be intensely boring. Probably. I don't know. I don't even know if it has a ton of mini games like Battletoads, which I assume it does because those guys cannot make a platforming level. Yes, but here's the thing. It has a ton of mini games, but they're all the same mini game. And it's the one from the Super Nintendo game you played where you jump on the plunger and it makes the farting sound. <laughs> no. You have to you have to do the rhythm and it goes. <laughs> and that's the only mini game in the whole game. You play that for five hours. The rest of it is walking in between rooms where you do the fart mini game. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's it. That's it for news. That's enough. <clears throat> I'm excited to announce that we will not be streaming on Friday. No, that's not true. We'll probably stream something really small on Friday, but that's not the main show this weekend. The main show this weekend is on Sunday, where Bob, myself, and Eric Video Games will give you history's last <laughs> blind playthrough of Undertale. This is it. You get to cherish it. This is the last one. <laughs> this is the last Metroid. And on Sunday, it will be in captivity. <laughs> <laughs> you will get to observe. Be like, this fucker doesn't know about this. <laughs> I'm spending the whole game based on Chris's tweets. So uh, like, isn't... She says she's a MILF, but I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. So that's Sunday. And I'm very excited for it. Friday, uh, I'm doing, you know, I put a lot of my social stuff for all the time we've been running Gigaboots on the back burner because working a full-time job or even a part-time job and running a channel as productive as ours doesn't give you a lot of time. It doesn't leave you a lot of time. 
on Friday, some relatives from out of town who I barely ever get to see are in town and doing a dinner. So that is why we're not doing the mainstream on Friday. Because I'm going to go spend time with my family. I listened to Guile. I'm going to go home and be a family man. <laughs> what a selfish, lazy cuck. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> is, is that corporate America? <laughs> Just on the phone? <laughs> Fucking... Agro's got like, he's chromed out and shoots me to death. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but that's it. And I'm really excited to play Undertale. Uh, I played all of an hour of it years ago. And I said, someday I'm going to sit down and actually play through this game. And uh, that didn't fucking happen. And I haven't watched a single video about Undertale. on right. most of the internet. I, I haven't watched a stream of Undertale. I kept saying, someday I'm going I'm to play this video game. I'm going to play this Undertale. And it'll finally happen. Right? Finally. And then, on the mythical, but possibly never real, Wave 3 rewards, mm -hmm. is Deltarune. Can I, is Deltarune? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um... I assume Undertale's really great and it's not one of those situations where everyone blows up an indie game to say it's the best thing ever and then it just sucks because that first hour was really good and funny and right. charming. And I had good gameplay. I like it. I like it a lot. I don't think it's as good as Deltarune, but again, I played it in a world where it didn't exist for 10 years. Like I played it the day it came out knowing nothing about it at all, which does color your your perception of it a little bit. All I know is the do 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 do. That's like, yeah. Something it has over a lot of games is the soundtrack is apparently great. Yeah. So a Toby know. Fox soundtrack that's great. Crazy. Yeah. What? Yeah. It, it, you know, I, I think we need to let more composers just direct games. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on that, and that is not the end of a big thing. Is not where I go into that. <laughs> but I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Because uh. Musicians have souls. Hey, Agro, are you doing anything in the next weeks? Uh, unless a few things go horribly wrong, I'm probably going to be playing me some Spider-Man. Oh, shit. Spider-Man 2? Oh, yeah. No, I probably should play 2. Did Mike Matte in a fucking Spider-Man suit walks into Big Dick. Did he lie to us? Holy fuck, it's Spider-Man 2. <laughs> no, we've been over this. This is, this is the two Spider-Man. Uh, it's not Spider-Man 2. I don't know. Clearly, I'm pushing off Sonic Superstars until some sort of sale. Because I can manage. Uh-huh. Chris is right. But Mario Wonder. I actually bought it right before this started. Exactly. So, <laughs> we have access to that. Maybe a Mario Wonder stream appears. Who knows? Who knows? But we will probably play that in the next week, along with Spider-Man 2, along with the 7 Guest VR. Oh, shit. I have the second half of a Nintendo voucher sitting around. Ooh. Ooh, the shit I've been saying, the videos and stuff. You know, Daisy yells about pornography when she dies. It's not pornography. It is art. <laughs> also, everybody yells that. <laughs> That's not important. We're not talking about everybody. So you always do this. This is deflection. <laughs> I'm really I'm 
I'm not happy that Daisy is now real and we all have to confront her that she's escaped the, the spin-off dimension. <laughs> this rules. This I don't know great. what you're what talking, are you talking about. about. It's so good. <laughs> hey, Chris, what are you playing in the next week? What are you up to? Uh, well, on Saturday, because Spider-Man 2 is going to come out, I don't want to be streaming too long. We're going to do a little baby stream of a game called Kane and Lynch 2 Dog Days. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, it's happening. A game that uh, you might recall as the game that made Angry Joe throw a fit screaming four hours because that's apparently how long it is playing badly. Uh, most long plays on YouTube are around two hours and 15 minutes long. This game was $60 when it came out. That's unreal. Yeah, I don't even know if there's other modes. They might have thrown in like a cop versus robber mode online. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Man, that's crazy. That's nuts. And people uh, keep saying we can't make short video games. People keep I, I keep seeing people call this game like an assault on all the senses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I know it goes for the your your perspective is a handy cam. Yeah. Yeah. And that that is disorienting. Yeah, they put like a digital MP4 encoding filter on it even. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's really neat. If I wanted that, I would play on a fucking stadia. <sighs> What were they thinking? So, so look forward to that showing up on Saturday, probably at around three Eastern. Hey, I, I, it's, Quick it's Vox's fault. Actually, oh, it isn't Vox. It's not Vox's fault at all, actually. But oh, I like—I okay. I, want to say that because when I raided her last week, she's like, "Chris, play something good," and I say, "No, I got to play more garbage like Kane and Lynch 2. And then I went, "Hmm, actually, wait, wait a minute, <laughs> this, but literally." <laughs> Agra, I need to show you something terrible. I retweeted it. Did you see the AVGN retweet art I did? I don't I believe found so. Okay. Well, I'm going to take us to that because I need this to be immortalized. And of course, the whole fucking URL and everything on stream should be there. Or you could go to my Twitter feed. But one moment. Let me make sure. I'm sorry, but this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Look, just be, just because an idea you have is correct <laughs> doesn't mean you should put it on Twitter. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Anyways, that's I can't. I don't know why he disappeared. <laughs> the only thing that was about Chris him... betrayed and left in the Twitter. Oh, oh, he's back. Guess who's back? <laughs> Anyways, well, I wish you luck with. <laughs> he's doing it while Spider-Man Two's out, right? It's great. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm doing it. It's a little baby game. It'll take like three hours, three and a half hours. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. It's just weird to be like, Chris, we're all drinking wine. What are you doing? <laughs> Chugging sewage. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's going to be it for this episode of Big Thing to Mention. See you next week. As the fucking donathon continues. <laughs> yes, it never ends. Oh, hey, I heard this song already this week. What? No way. Huh.
thank you very much for listening to this episode of Big Think Dimension. Big Think Dimension is available on YouTube and Podbean and RSS feeds and other places. And you can rate us everywhere and you can probably comment everywhere and you can do all of that. But let me tell you about patreon.com slash GB podcast where you can get access to all sorts of podcasts ahead of time. And maybe, just maybe, a new review and commentary track for the movie Isolation 119. Spooky.